Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Proctor. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine. Googans go time on a Tuesday morning. A Catlin Truck Accessories a Tuesday. Oh, rev our engines. I enjoyed the Daytona 500 yesterday. I liked having it on at 4 o'clock on a Monday. Nothing else going on, is there? Probably watch more of an NASCAR race. I mean, Truth Test is doing a little babysitting yesterday for, for you know, so I'm in front of the TV a lot, letting him scoot around and do his thing. But um, anyway, uh, I enjoyed the race. I have a question for those of you out there that are certainly more NASCAR engaged than I am. And I've had times in my, what's well, probably more as a broadcasting career, that I've been... Very knowledgeable about NASCAR. I spent a lot of time around, reported on it every weekend, went to uh, all the races, knew every driver, the teams, the cars. I admittedly, since having that as a job assignment per se, I, I'm not as you know interested in NASCAR as I was kind of forced to be as I was covering it, right? So to me, in my memory, I, mean, I was covering it, I guess, kind of in the heyday. I covered it from the early 90s through the mid to late 2000s. And when I say covered, I don't mean I'm NASCAR beat reporter. Don't get me wrong. But we're certainly going to Daytona dozens upon dozens of times. And as a weekend sports anchor on the television side, through the course of the summer, NASCAR was, you know, often a lead story. So certainly, you know, aware of the dynamics and and, and who's who. And it seemed to me at the time it was a star-studded sport. Whether it was the old standbys like Richard Petty and Daryl Waltrip or the guy in between Dale Earnhardt as he tried to win a Daytona 500 piling up points championships to the Rusty Wallaces and Sterling Marlins and just and then the new wave of Jimmy of, of Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart and they all came along and it really was just um, as star-studded as it's been. And as I sit now as a much more casual NASCAR fan, it, it seems to me, and I could be wrong, where are the stars and the villains in the sport? And that second part is equally important. Like when I was covering that, and maybe they are there and I'm just not covering, but I'll tell you this, I'm not a disengaged sports fan, right? My not covering NASCAR, I'm still very much more aware of it than just you know, Joe Average fan who doesn't know a thing about NASCAR that doesn't follow it at all, right? And so I can tell you from an objective standpoint, the sports doesn't have a star. If you're a NASCAR fan, I'm not saying you don't have your favorites and you don't consider people stars. I'm talking about outside of the NASCAR world as a sports fan. E.T., would you agree with that? You're a sports fan. Right. Does NASCAR have a star? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, right? Do, do they have a, a Messi? No. Right? Do they have a LeBron? No. Do, do they have a, 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 a Mahomes? Nah. Do they have a Kelsey? I mean, do they have a Pulisic? I, I'm not even, I went to the top of the top of the brands for some sport. Okay, let me put it this way. Do they have an Earnhardt? Do they have a Gordon? I knew those names. Right? Well, this was kind of, this was my train of thought as I watched the race yesterday. I missed the villains and the stars. To me, they're not there as a casual NASCAR fan. Again, I'm not 
mean, I, I understand sports fans, and you get defensive when people who don't know as much about your sport as you do start talking. I'm not giving facts here. I'm giving opinions. I'm giving my perspective. And as I watched yesterday, I longed for stars and villains coming down the stretch. And then I watched William Byron win. And as a casual NASCAR fan, I realize he's a pretty young driver. I realize he, he won a couple times last year, I think. And then I do the research, and maybe he is. Again, I'll, I'll throw it out there on the text line as a question. Is William Byron a star? I say no. As a casual fan outside of your sport, William Byron is a no-name. If you went to... I'll put it this way. If you went to an NFL stadium, if you went to Charlotte on a Sunday afternoon and you ask them who Jeff Gordon was, they'll tell you. Even if they're not NASCAR fans, if you ask them who Richard Petty or Dale Earnhardt, and I know I'm going to the the, the top of the chart there. I would suggest that if you go to the New Orleans Superdome next Sunday, uh, you know, a Sunday next year, and you ask them who William Byron is, they're going to say, yeah, I think he used to be a backup tackle here. So I don't know what that's on. I don't know if that's on less eyes on the sport from the non, I mean, you know, type A NASCAR fans. I don't know if he's a star and I'm not recognizing. I'm telling you from an outside perspective is not a NASCAR aficionado or expert by any stretch. William Byron is not a star. If I got to look him up, he ain't a star. Look at what we do. Who is the biggest star in NASCAR? I miss the stars and almost as importantly, the villains. Where's Tony Stewart? Where's Dale Earnhardt? Who is that person out there now? And you may come at me with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin perhaps should be a star. Maybe he is a star. He's won Daytona three times. He also is polarizing. But this cat that won yesterday is an interesting story. Why is he not a star? He fits all the elements, E. Let me tell you, you know the William Byron story at all? Negative. Okay. You know how William Byron got into NASCAR? Nope. I-racing, computer, console racing, the best of the best of those guys out there that were doing it on the simulator. Then got in as a teenager into something called the Legends classification. Won like 33 races, has just moved up the chain, Rookie of the Year in Truck Series, up to Xfinity, now at the top level, and now a Daytona 500 winner. A six-time winner last year on the series. Six times, dude. So why isn't isn't William Byron a, a star? He's got all the elements. He's got that interesting backstory. He's, I mean, let's be honest, NASCAR for the most part is still a Southern sport. This dude's Joe South, right? Flag in one hand, Bible in the other, Liberty University. He drives a famous car, the 24 car that Jeff Gordon drove to such prominence. And he drives for a famous team, Hendrick Motorsports. I believe the 14th Daytona 500 for them yesterday. So after, for the most part, a clean day of racing with the, 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 the usual suspects running, running strong and up front, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano in particular, 
we got to the end of Daytona, and what happens at the end of Daytona happens every year at the end of Daytona, and then suddenly everybody's got a little urgency with 10, 15 laps to go. They get three wide. One dude makes a move. He gets slippery, goes sideways into another guy, and suddenly 14, 15 cars are collected. It's like clockwork. It's every year. In fact, yesterday it happened. Usually it's more than once. Usually it leads to one of those three-lap sprints, right? Green-white checkers. But yesterday, because of the timing of their final caution of the day, it happened right as they were finishing, about to finish the next-to-last lap. And when it's that close, they just go ahead and call it. Whoever's in the lead at the time of the accident is a winner. It's barely William Byron um, at, at that point. And so he adds a Daytona 500. He was in the final four of the playoffs last year, a six-time winner. If William Byron's not a star, perhaps this will shoot him there. Now, if we could just get a foil, a villain for him. Uh, Gator basketball is finding itself on the right side of momentum and recognition. I think this is the first time for Todd Golden as the Gator basketball coach. But Florida's into the old traditional top 25 when the AP released its poll yesterday. Yeah. 24th overall. I'm seeing the Gators more like 20th in most of the power polls by the Jay Billises and Andy Katzes of the college basketball world. So, with that being stated, I've you know I've said their net ranking now is up in the 20s. But 24th in the country and in top 20 in some polls... If they stay there, that seed's going to rise. You see them as an eight. That's not an eight. What's four times eight, E.T.? My math's not so good. It's 32. Yep. My math got better. Yeah. So if you're 32, you'd be an eight seed. If you're 20 or 24, you should be a five or a six, and you could go higher, and they've got a big game tomorrow uh, against uh, Alabama. They've got two with Alabama down the stretch, and Bama right now about as good as anybody in the SEC. Um, but into the AP Top 25, that, that, that represents kind of a national recognition that goes beyond the analytics and the net rankings and the RPIs, those devices that uh, get used come tournament selection time. Is it time to retire the handshake line? Does the handshake line do more harm than good? I mean, for for every thousand peaceful handshake lines, the one all-out brawl makes you feel like they shouldn't even do it. In the game, give a wave, head to your locker room. Boy, they were in the Southland Conference last night, buddy, and it was more gangland than Southland. Those boys, they were brawling uh, in a game between Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word. <laughs> Carnate word, I would assume there'd be some sort of Christian lean there. Right. Eye for an eye. Maybe that's the maybe that's their incarnate word. Uh, there was a fight, though, that was sparked in the handshake line. It involved multiple players from both squads, and they were throwing haymakers, coaches and players trying to separate their brawling players. The fracas continued for more than a minute. The two programs scuffled across the court. Several players on the floor, multiple pileups. Broadcast analysts said a, quote, young girl in the crowd was hurt as a result of it. One of the team's managers had, quote, blood on his face. Yeah. um, 
Both programs issued a joint statement, but more importantly, the Southland Conference, if really, they should shut them both down for the year. If a young girl is hurt, and by the way, you got 58 people at your game. Maybe take a little bit of a chill pill on the importance of this, you know, game that you're playing over here at Bruce Park, all right, boys? I mean, you may as well be playing pickup out in Arlington, all right? Your Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word. Perhaps we shouldn't have a brawl that is indicative of the stress between UConn and Carolina, all right? So if I'm the Southland Conference, I'm telling them both, pack the balls up. You boys are done. I don't know the records of each. Don't care. It was ugly. I saw the highlight. You can look it up. It just, I mean, where are we at? Where are we at as a society? Uh, The Southland said there's no place in college sports for such actions. They're right. The unsportsmanlike conduct that occurred after the game does not reflect the values of the universities involved, and that's probably true, too. Matter currently being reviewed collectively. Well, here's the video. It shouldn't take long. Both institutions... Now, we demand the safety of our student athletes, staff, and fans. That's our primary concern. They issued a brief statement addressing the melee, saying they were aware of the, quote, end-of-game situation that occurred. We'll be working closely with both universities, review footage. I'd shut them down. I'd tell them both, you can't play, and you're on zero tolerance. Push a guy next year, and your program's getting the death penalty. This is beyond, listen, heat of the action, scraps and scrapes happen in sports, don't they, E.T.? Yeah. You get tangled up under the basket and things get a little hot and even punches are thrown. I get it. But if you're too big of an animal that you can't go through a handshake line after the game has ended, by the way, I'd like to remind you both, you're Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word. This ain't Lakers Celtics 1986. Um, it's just stupid. That's just, just totally, totally stupid. And so stupid. I, I would shut them both down. They're, the teams, by the way, are at the bottom of the conference standings. Who needs y'all? Shut her down. Get your priorities in order. We'll go through a, po- a process for you to appeal to play basketball next year. We're still up in the air on it. Or perhaps they won't be quite that harsh. Uh, college basketball, there's there's a, a, a sport, E, that's been so parody-driven. It wasn't a top five losing to unranked yesterday, but Virginia is ranked. They went to Virginia Tech and lost by 34 points. Virginia Tech's barely Whoa! 500. It is a, it is a, a, a colossal toss-up, except as we go down the stretch, it's certainly looking like two teams are separating from the rest. One of those teams was in, last, uh, in, in play last night. Hick referenced them yesterday. They're the best defensive team in college basketball for the fourth year in a row. And they can also run and gun, and they'll fight you now. They'll fight you in a metaphorical sense on the court. That's the University of Houston. A, a top seed a year ago, they're rolling. They got the longest home win streak in basketball. Now they won't play uh, tournament games at home. Uh, Houston has made deep runs. Houston is certainly a team to be wary of. And then there's the defending champ, UConn. And uh, Gator Nation, you don't want UConn winning. You know why? You like to hold on to those ba- to those to those moments of sports history that belong to you. And the Gators are the last basketball program to repeat as national champions. They did it in 06, 07, so now pushing 20 years. That being said, UConn, it, more than a defending national champion, they're playing like a reigning national champion. They had a blowout win over Marquette, who's number four in the country. 
they blew the absolute doors off of those DeSotos when they came over um, over the weekend. And so as I sit here now, it, it appears like the two um, – I don't know, teams that are separating a bit would be uh, UConn and Houston. All right, we're up and rolling. Got a lot to get to today, as usual. We got brunch with a tour. It's uh, time to get into a countdown to the players, which is now just does quick math in head. What are we, what, three week, three weeks out from the players, I guess? Yeah, let's yeah about right. that. So we'll be there. We'll be there soon. So we'll get you set up on uh, what's going on on tour. Um, uh, what a charge by Hideki Matsuyama over the weekend. We'll also uh, listen. It's it's at this point. It's it's all about that brunch with the tour picks contest. The loser of which will have to spin that wheel. E not happy. He had a he had a last place. Now at least you got some some dollars out of it. But he was in last place over the weekend, and he's in last place overall. And I'm starting now to see some of that cocky confidence. Um, Escape those sparkly eyes of yours, my brother. Yeah, man, I don't know about this. <laughs> He's gonna, you gonna quit midstream? <laughs> hey, man, I quit. I ain't doing this. I'm just a producer. Between we we didn't have a wheel spin on this, <laughs> right? Yeah, unfortunately for you, you got you know, mine was accurate and yours is not. All right, it's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Big toys for big boys. Truck guy here. I mean, they hooked me up at the Murray Ford Superstores, and I, I wasn't didn't have the car for a day and a half. Before I put my money where my mouth is, and I've been telling you about Catlin Truck Accessories, the great job they, they've done. I've been telling you about this for over a decade, man. First first stop after I was truck guy was taking it over to Catlin. Got the spray and bed liner, got those WeatherTech um, you know, floor mats uh, and protection inside. But most importantly, that roll and lock bed cover is the bomb. You know, it, it, it gives you such, um, you know... An ability so compatible with whatever it is you want to do, you can you know unlock it, roll it back, and do any kind of hauling you want, or uh, you know roll it front and get her shut down. You got the biggest trunk in Jacksonville, so a uh, Cowan Truck Accessories for all that and more downtown Second and Main. We're back with more next. You're listening to 1010 XL on 92.5 FM. Observations from the text line as designed by Lifetime Enclosures, by the way. Um, about a NASCAR, I, I, I get what you're saying here. I just, it's not to that level, right? Um, Chase Elliott's very popular among NASCAR fans, agreed. But he doesn't carry the prestige that his daddy did. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Right? Bill Elliott was a much bigger star than Chase Elliott. I guess that's kind of the point. And, and there, there's a lot of reasons, too. We're a lot more... There's a lot of things around now, E, that weren't around when NASCAR was at that height of popularity. I don't believe that's my opinion. I think that's fact, that that, that 90s into the 2000s was the heyday of, of NASCAR. You know, I wasn't around then, UFC. I wasn't around. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily cross-audience. I just don't know. I just know there's only Netflix. That wasn't around. You know, there's a lot of other options. Uh, they're out there. So you went to— you, Social you had, media. Social media, Correct. Which, that shouldn't hurt, should it? Um, Take away eyes, man. Yeah, I guess so. Also, from the text line, just some other observations here. Uh, 27 went to my first duels Thursday. It was absolutely awesome. You have to see it in person, like you said. NASCAR's still old school, a prayer before the race. Yeah, it's a shame that's old school. Shame that's considered old school. Um, 
Uh, also from the text line, Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush used to be the villain, but now people seem to like him. Denny Hamlin is definitely the villain. That that's that's I, I believe that too. And he, you were saying you were down there, uh huh. And that when Hamlin was introduced, that was by far the most negative reaction. Yeah, for sure. And we've we've had that conversation here. He's won Daytona three or four times, so we have talked about him. You know, in in the afterglow of that, and it was kind of pointed out. He's the one, right, that has a relationship. Any buddies with Jordan? He's buddied with Isn't MJ. It? Yeah, I think okay. so. He's a North Carolina guy. I don't know if he went to the University of North Carolina, but um, but again, William Byron. The interesting story about him and winning yesterday. There, there. Remember, I told you about the movie I watched, the Gran Turismo movie, huh? And it was about this, you know, whatever that that circuit was. I I don't remember. I don't know if it's F one or what, whatever it is. But they actually put a qualifying spot into their race school program on the best simulated driver in the world. Because you get these kids, or these well, primarily kids, and they get on the simulators, and they are the exact tracks and specs, and they learn how to drive on a simulator. Like a lot of pilots learn how to fly on a, on a simulator. William Byron learned how to drive on a simulator, and he was really good at it. So good, in fact, his dad said, you know, maybe we should try getting in a real car. And they do, they go through that, but... It, it's it's fascinating how that technology is now starting to play. And imagine this. Imagine that when you were nine years old, you started playing Tiger Woods golf on the PlayStation or the Xbox. And after about nine years of Tiger Woods golf, you're so good that you say, yeah, I think I'll go try real golf. And then you win six times on PGA Tour. Now, I know that racing in that sport are more conducive, right? It's more realistic. If you do a simulated a race in a race car that that is going to you know mimic what you actually your, the skill you need you you can't press buttons and mimic physical swings or shots so you can't do it with Madden or Tiger Woods golf but perhaps with uh perhaps with NASCAR you can uh but anyway um if NASCAR can have a start it sure seems like this kid that won yesterday should be it his background that he came up in, the fact that he's been successful at every step. He won six times last year, so his name was in the playoff notoriety. He races for, in my mind, the most, I mean, or certainly one of them. I mean, there's others, there's Penske and there's others, but I mean, Hendrick Motorsports is about as big as it gets. And he's in a, a famous car, the 24 car, often driven uh, by Jeff Gordon. Um, the um, football calendar is in its like its last like exhale portion. If you're the Jags, and that's not to say that we couldn't see some news really uh, come down with the Jags and any kind of salary cap moves because I saw that the Patriots released a couple players. You are going to see some some guys get released for salary cap uh, reasons here over these next couple of weeks. But the NFL calendar, you know, resets um, March. And so until then, I just don't know uh, what the Jags can do that's really going to make a lot of news. Short of surprisingly releasing someone again for salary cap reasons. I, it doesn't feel like that's about to happen. So 
Um, is there, are there some advantage? E, we talked yesterday, and I went, I went through, you know, these different tiers of where the Jags fall, and, and they were placed in the, gosh, I don't remember the semantics of it all, basically. Yeah, they, it, it could still work kind of deal, right? That's kind of where they were placed. And you know what? I'll actually, I'll look at it. I'll tell you the exact. Um, designation that they were given in the, in this particular, I don't know, ranking or column, as it were. But it's basically the you know a contender with holes, basically, you know something to that effect. Again, the semantics here are darn near ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that that basically was you know, for the most part, how it was set up, I guess. Down in an area with the Texans and some other teams. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm sitting here under the radar. We flop spots with the Texans. The Jaguars lived up to all that attention and that supposed power. They lived up to it for 11 games, didn't they? Or 8-3. and three. They had a little setback early in the year. They rallied. They rebounded. They got hot. Then they faced that tough part of the schedule, and we found out just how paper thin they actually were. They did not have the fortitude, the toughness, the manhood to step up and win football games when manhood would have decided it. They decided to. They decided to go sissy ball on us, right? They played soft. They got pushed around. Played dumb. Made mistakes. Got injured. It just all went worse than sideways. And so they went from nine and three, uh, eight and three to nine and eight and out of the playoffs. And guess what is nowhere near our Jacksonville Jaguars this offseason? Something called spotlight. Nowhere near. So the Texans can take all that spotlight. They can they can revel in their season of lists like we did last year. Hopefully, they don't read the press clippings. Well, I hope they do. Hopefully, they do read the press clippings and take it to heart as if they've arrived like our Jaguars apparently did. And by the way, you can't blame the players. I was thinking about this yesterday. I meant to bring it up. You can't blame the players for getting complacent. Their GM told them last offseason, they're done. We're good. We don't need anything. We're the best. We're not going to add squat. Look at us. That's what their GM told him. That's what he told him. When he went out there and said, yeah, Caleb on Chase on's the man. We don't need any help here. We don't need any help there. Hey, our offensive line, they say it's number 31. Let's make up some T-shirts. We'll show them. We'll wear those out to training camp. How'd that work out? So our GM failed us so badly last offseason while sending a pretty clear message to the team that y'all good, we don't need anything. What a debacle. Is anybody, like, vetting these decisions, E.T.? Like, do they sit down there? Is there any part of the coffee room down at the stadium where they have this conversation that I just had? Where somebody says, hey, hold on. You know, I was thinking back to last offseason, and Trent told us we're good. We're built. Remember last offseason, we didn't, when the only offensive lineman we added was a rookie, we had to force in because the other guy was gone? We didn't add to the offensive line, no veterans. Remember we got all these scrap heap dudes you'd never heard of that barely play? 
God, that guy failed us last offseason so bad. That's a bad, bad miss. And the fact that it goes like uncommented on by the team doesn't give me a lot of confidence, man. There ought to be little birdies telling us Trent Balky could be in trouble down there because he failed the organization so horribly last offseason. I don't mean to be mean. That's your job. If I take my car to the mechanic because my radiator doesn't work and instead he puts in a new gas tank, I'm going to ask some questions. This dude sat last offseason and he stunted our growth, man. Stunted it. Didn't add a doggone thing, man. We brought back 19 of the 22. Didn't add a thing. Didn't prepare for injury. Didn't build an offensive line. Didn't add a much-needed periphery piece as a pass rusher. Sat and watched recent draft picks. Slipped closer and closer into bus land. See Fortner. See Muma. Oh, we can get... Ticked off as much as we wanted. Doug Peterson going for it on fourth down. Trevor Lawrence making this mistake or turnover. This injury beguiling us or this suspension doing us harm. But make no mistake, man. It all started at the top where the general manager of the football team, and I say this with conviction, failed us big time. Like, like. Double secret probation failure. Like, if we don't have the best offseason ever, and if we're sitting here next year with 10 wins, we're going in another direction failure. I hope someone's at least saying that. Because listening to the, to the, to the aftermath and the press conferences, I don't get the feeling there's any urgency at all. I waited three and a half weeks for Trim Balky to meet the media, and he didn't tell me anything at all that I didn't know already. In fact, he told us problems that somehow, in a sick, sad way, we were telling him last year at this time were a problem. We better have a heck of a lucky offseason, buddy. It better be lucky on draft day because I got no confidence that with preparation, foresight, and targeting, we're going to get any better. We better get lucky. And the guy we want, let's hope he goes first before we get to him. I don't know. That kind of came out of nowhere. That escalated quickly. It did. <laughs> I mean, it's just true. It's not even me. I mean, I'm not name calling. It's a professional sports, man. I don't get it. I don't get how. This is a weakness of Shad Khan. We live this weakness through 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 Bradley and Caldwell and Marone. We continue to live this weakness of our owner of not giving proper evaluation of the important pieces. And I promise you, Shot Khan does not have an executive in the bumper business that 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 fared like Trent Balky, who's still working. This is the drill. It's Catlin Chunk Accessories Tuesday on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we're back. Still some Major League Baseball, quote, stars that are unsigned. What a shocker. They're all Scott Boris clients. J.D. Martinez, who they, they thought was done before he went to the Dodgers, hit 33 home runs last year. Blake Snell's two-time Cy Young winner. There's news this morning that perhaps the Yankees uh, could be getting closer to signing Snell. <clears throat> the Jordan Montgomery, who's one of the postseason stars for the Texas Rangers, left-handed, starting pitching. That doesn't grow on trees. He's still out there and available, so... 
Uh, still some maneuvering to be done as pitchers and catchers reporting at all major league camps. I'll show you Otani hit a home run in batting practice yesterday. <clears throat> and that's news because coming off the Tommy John, they weren't sure he'd be available even as a hitter when the season started. Dodgers have an odd opening to the year. I think it's the Padres they open against. They're going, I don't know, Korea, Japan, <laughs> Mexico, Brazil. They're opening the season overseas and they're opening it like, 10 days before the regular season opens. I guess it's just to give them time to get there and get back their bodies right and not throw them into the, you know. I will say this about that baseball schedule, man. You want to talk about a grind, boy. 182 of them things. Yeah, 160, right? 162. But Oof. think about that. With hardly any days off, those dudes play minimum six days a week every yeah. week for five, six months. So not the most taxing of sports physically. I get it. But, Oof. man, that is a grind. All right, I got a Shazam Spotlight in Involves Baseball. The Shazam Spotlight brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. Oh, that's the go-to for the Murray Ford Superstore, Stark and Kingsland. Also a superstore down in Stark that has other brand names for you. Whether it's pre-owned, new, you want the best customer service, I can vouch for that truck guy now for well over a year. I have loved my experience with the Murray Ford Superstores. That dude is a good down-to-earth dude, right from our local area. I think he's part of, like, Nice High School's first graduating class in the business for a long time, opened it up on his own, and they do you right. At the Murray Ford Superstore, Stark and Kingsland. Uh, we got a first tonight with both Florida and Florida State's baseball teams scheduled to pay town a visit. Florida and Florida State, it's, uh, it's, it's a common scheduling in fact, I guess would be the word, that they play JU and UNF every year, usually a couple times, sometimes more. They'll usually come to town at least once to play one of them, and sometimes Florida will come play JU one week and play UNF the next. Same with FSU. They'll come play JU and uh, maybe a UNF the next. Both Florida and Florida State are in town tonight, which Shazam is... The first time ever that both FSU and Florida will play in Jacksonville on the same night. Well, that's not true. You know what the, that's phrased wrong. You know why? They play each other at the baseball ground. I was going to say, yeah, they play each other. (laughs) So I guess they do play in Jacksonville. But as far as playing, taking on UNF and JU though, this is the first time that the two programs have ever been in Jacksonville at the same time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they'll also play at the exact same time. Six o'clock first pitch tonight. So if you're an FSU, <laughs> a JU, a UNF, or a Florida baseball fan, tonight is yeah. your night, brothers and sisters. Um, in case you're wondering, Florida is at UNF. FSU is at JU. Both of those games, as I said, start at um, at, at 6 p.m. All right, fire up the band. we got a football fix, ET. It's uh, brought to you by the Julington Creek Golf Club. My friends, at the, I just talked to someone the other day and told me how shocked they were with how much that course has improved. ET, we were out there hitting the ball around, uh, gosh, less than a year ago. They were just coming off of the work that they were doing. You would not recognize the place, my friend. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's gotten that much better. An intriguing part of the offseason is always how the quarterback position shakes out, right? Almost every year, there's some veteran who who ends up somewhere else. Sometimes it's a trade, and often it ends up more important than we give it credit for at the time. Like, in hindsight, what a big trade Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff was. 
Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. Jared Goff just took the Detroit Lions to the NFC Championship game, where, by the way, they blew a big lead. So, you know, that didn't seem all that consequential. Ah, these two guys are each just, they've worn out their welcome at their place. But no. Uh, Baker Mayfield made a, oh, yeah, who cares move this offseason. After going to the Panthers in a move that was more trumpeted and failing and ended up with the Rams at the end of last year, Mayfield signed with, with the Bucks. And uh, I'll remind everyone, in case you forgot, it was seriously up in the air, a competition between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. So they're going to be quarterback moves this offseason, and odds are, even though we don't think of it at the time, some of them might be kind of big. For example, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. Couldn't those dudes land somewhere? If the Atlanta Falcons got Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo, aren't they a lot better? I mean, couldn't they have, Could they get, the, like, the Baker Mayfield boost from their guys? Oh, Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. So uh, some of the guys that are out there. Now, first there's this group of, of players that they are just not going to be an upgrade. They'll, they'll go somewhere, but none of these guys are going to turn your franchise in a different direction. We're talking about, like, Sam Darnold, Tyler Huntley, Marcus Mariota, Mason Rudolph, right? Not terrible guys to have on your team. If you got to use them for a week, they're C.J. Beathard. Serviceable. Then you get to 10, who might could affect the landscape a little bit. Drew Locke? Yeah. Uh. He's 10th, so I'm not saying that's major. In fact, let's skip down some of these guys that, you know, come on, man. Let's go to the top. There's one guy, E, that's out there every year, and I know he's been nothing but failure of late, but I still would be intrigued by him. I wonder if he's on the Well, he's got to be on the list. I'm, I'm still intrigued by him if he gets in the right spot and he's healthy, and I'll get to him in a second. Hmm, curious. But here are the guys who could potentially be available um, in, in order of what their impact would be, and number one is Kirk Cousins. The thing with Cousins, he's 36 years old. I think he ends up back with the Vikings. We'll see. Number two is Baker Mayfield, 29 years old, reinvented his career last year uh, in Carolina. He had a he had a awesome, Tampa. I mean Tampa, right after the Carolina miss. Uh, they put best team fits, and they they suspect that the Falcons may make a move at uh, Baker Mayfield. I got to be honest, as a Falcons observer, I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> you know I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Right, right. But I don't know. Uh, and, I didn't trust him last year either. He had a really, really good year for the Bucs. All right, some others. Ryan Tannehill, nah, 36. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, you keep waiting. The problem with Minshew is it seems like it's always going to end like last season ended. Yep. He's going to flirt with success. He's going to have some somewhere. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, they're not going to be there when it matters. I could be wrong. I'd like to see I'm a Minshew fan. I appreciate in the doldrums of Jags history – him giving us some excitement for at least a window. Six years in the league now, though, and could be off to other places. I wonder where, I mean, should a team like the Steelers give them a shot at their starter? They're not, no. you don't feel like it, right? There's like a part of you that feels like you want Gardner Minshew to be a starter or that he could, should be, yet at the same time, if it were you, would you make him one and you find, Move. yeah, right? right. All right, just a couple other guys. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I, I don't get the Brissett love. Everywhere he goes, they're like, Six and ten. Uh, eh. Carson Wentz was the guy I was talking about. Oh, okay. I still feel like in the right spot, in the healthy, that he could make a difference. But I mean, he had a run where he was almost the league MVP. Yeah, he did. But as I look where he is scheduled to slide in, it's not like Atlanta or the Raiders or one of these starting spots. It would be as a backup because I got Bills, Rams, Saints. 
all of whom have uh, quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, is it ever going to be his time again? Now in his 10th year, 30 years old, Jameis is Jameis. He's never going to. There's look, almost everyone on this list you can see having a, a, a glory year. Going like, like Baker may have had last year, right? Going somewhere, catching fire, going to the playoffs, not winning at all, and then being done. All right, continuing with the football fix, brought to you by the Jointon Greek, <coughs> the Jointon Creek Golf Club. Um, looks like the Steelers are divided over their quarterback. That seems to be the report. There's some division inside over Kenny Pickett. I get that. I could see where you could find both um, positive and negatives. It looks like the Bucks. Mike Evans is going to enter free agency. What a great player! I feel like he's going there too late. Right. Mike Evans has been around a long time. I just don't know if I could trust making him my number one receiver at this age. But then again, he might very well could or should be ranked as such. And uh, more quarterback news. Here's another quarterback that we could include. He's not a free agent, so he's just not there for the taking. But it's looking more and more like Justin Fields is going to get traded. And to that end, the Bears are starting to take some inquiries. I guess there's so many suggesting that Caleb Williams could be that guy. That the Bears are afraid of missing on him, I I don't I don't blame them. They've had Justin Fields for three years. They're not making progress. Whether it's Fields' fault or not doesn't matter. I have no problem with the Bears deciding after three to go in another direction, and that makes uh, also for an intriguing potential trade partner for Justin Fields. That's football fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by the Jointon Creek Golf Club, two eight seven Golf or Jointon Creek uh, Golf dot com. It can arrive a little more. Come your way next. You're listening to the drill. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! First things first. Yes, Time to rock the vote, America. Time to get out there and let your voice be heard. Time to... No voting today. I don't know what you're talking about. Pencil in that circle. That oval shape. Super is, I guess, what you can make today. But in terms of, like, voting activity, it's not a Super Tuesday. And you're irresponsible. Okay. Okay, then. I was as confused as anyone about that Daytona 500 ending. You were? I wasn't confused. I mean, when the guy who wins it doesn't know if he won it, it's confusing. Well, well only because I, I guess the confusing, what you have to realize is when that accident occurs is where they figure it out, not who gets to the line first. Yeah. Like, if you went by the line, Byron was there a half a car length. But if you go back to the moment that NASCAR determines the caution was going to come out, mm-hmm. it's it's it was a lot closer. That's why he didn't know. Do you have anything to say to me about the Daytona 500? Oh, gosh, no. Your guys muddied up the whole thing. Logano was going to win. The stars were up front. and you know What happened in the race? Typical loose, driving, idiotic Chevy driver screwed it all up. E. I'm not Chevy. Gonna, I'm Chevy. Not, I'm not going to do this all year. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be honest. This, I will. Chevy. I, because it was the Daytona 500 uh-huh. and because uh-huh. we talked about it and because. Uh-huh. You, you think we're going to do it sat, all year? You've sat in a truck now eight times in your life. We're, Chevy. We're gonna do it. Woo! I'm not, not going to. Chevy guy. Yeah, I'm not going to do this all year. And in, in the future, when this conversation piece comes up, I'm going to look at you like this. Like that? Yeah. Blank stare? I'm just not going to do it. Not going to play? It's not fun to me. It's not. And it won't be fun when Ford wins. I just, it's not. I'm not feeling the, the, the bit. Chevy. 
I can't do the Chevy. We've known each other Shout for 30 years. We've been in NASCAR pools together and fantasy leagues and yeah. we've been to Daytona together not once ever if we position it by car brand I refuse to do it now not gonna do it no not gonna play no because for years I drove a Toyota and you drove a you know Ford or whatever we never played then <laughs> let's stop Chevy guy no your craftsman truck series is what you are let's shout out that. GM who won the George tr- Moore I need to know who won the truck series race then we'll talk maybe oh. I will be in for the bit Oh. Neither one of us drive around stock cars, friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to me how the you know you 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 watch a race for so long, and by the way, the race was just typical super speedway. It's clean, race. yeah, it's just clean. Just Not round a lot and happened. around and yeah. around. First stage, second stage. Ten laps ago, I was watching with my and wife. They, I said, "You know what's going to happen here, yeah. honey?" She goes, "What?" I go, "They're going to be a big wreck. Yeah. Look at them all." She goes, "Oh, wow." Yeah. And then sure every enough, year, a couple laps, and there'll be another one. Yeah. Then they bunch them oh, up yeah. and so start gonna, again. I said, yeah. gonna, and I, I'll, I'll give Ross Chastain credit. I thought he tried. Yeah. He, like Ross Chastain, first off, two th- the two MVPs of the race, Logano had the best car. And I watched a good deal of it yesterday. Yeah. Logano had the best car. And Chastain was the best driver. Now, again, I thought take they both, in mind that I'm not an expert. I thought Bush and Hamlin, two old guard stars, I thought uh, they both did a good job, too. They well, kept getting back to Chastain the front. Chastain got to the front, and he blocked uh, the Ford boys, Cindric, Logano and Cindric, and the, he kept going back and forth, blocking, yeah. blocking, blocking. Mm-hmm. And a Joey even is what he is, a little yeah, pest. It was. And, jo- and Joey even said so. He's like, man, he was doing some hellacious blocking. And they couldn't get past him. So then finally, somebody from the back bumped the guy. I've, I've had it got, with you. Get out of my way. Yeah. Basically, is what you got. You and got they knocked out a portion of the They all know it. They're all going for it. Yeah, for so sure. So then they come down to the last lap or so. And there was a little opening down low. And Chastain was now in the, not in the front. He was in the back. Or was like second row. There's a little opening on the inside. So Chastain tried and to. you got to try. You're out oh, of time. Oh, he just tried to ease it. He just missed it. You know, he had good fortune. On the first wreck, because the guy behind him just missed his back bumper. I mean, like, yeah, 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 I, saw it. So, I watched more of the race yesterday. I've watched in a lot of years. Yeah. It, was just, it was perfect timing. There's nothing on. Yeah, it was good for a Monday. So, anyway, I thought, so my, my point was, I thought Chastain was the best driver. Logano had the best car, but as always in the Daytona 500. And the only thing that makes it kind of not the Super Bowl of auto racing. A guy in the best car, the best driver should win the race. Eh, doesn't but, happen in the super speed one. It's a big yeah, enough I mean, name had, that you can yeah, you but can we've had with three, that. We've had three different, you know, and this guy's okay. I mean, he drives a 24, he's Hendrick. Well, so. Six times last year. Yeah, yeah. This is you part, know, he's a guy who grew up racing yeah, on the simulator, but yeah. here's what's odd to me. I've determined what it is, at least for me, what I think's missing from NASCAR. Where are the stars and where are the villains? That's yeah. what NASCAR was built on. It was yeah. built on Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt and 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 down the line. There's yeah. just there's no star, at least by for the casual fan. And I understand NASCAR fan yeah. would tell me that this guy is a star, but not yeah. not you know. We're not your average sports fan. Yeah, we know it uh, casually at the very least. Yeah. And those those like where's the NASCAR star? Where's Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon in a Pepsi commercial? Jeff, Gordon, Dale was, Jeff Earn- Gordon was there at the Where, end. Where's Dale? <laughs> Earn- my, my point is, when's the last time you saw a NASCAR guy in a commercial, a TV commercial? Yeah. They were all over it. Dale yeah. Earnhardt Jr., Gordon Stewart. I mean, they're all still bigger boys in the current crop. I know, and but but like the fact that William Byron isn't a star 
is strange to me. He hits every marker for being a star. He's on a famous race team, Hendrick. He's driving a famous car, Jeff Gordon's. Mm -hmm. He won six times last year. He has an interesting backstory. He hits every marker for being a star, and I just don't feel like... Like, I didn't know that he won six times last year until he won yesterday. Yeah. Which is a little bit odd, I think. I think that's fair. But anyway, so... You know, this is what we do. We talk about NASCAR once a year, and then we'll maybe talk about it again somewhere along the road when something weird happens. And I used to follow it a lot become. more. I'm I'm also hesitant, Dan, to not minimize its popularity or, or or the knowledge about it because when it was at its most popular, I knew the most. I was covering it day to day and week to week. Yeah, you're doing weekend sports in Jacksonville, Florida. You keep up with NASCAR. It's an important part of what you're presenting. Well, the drill was represented down at Daytona as I get this phone call. Or I call E to check in with him. Uh huh. Uh huh. As we do show prep, that's what we do as a as a as a as a unit here. Oh, that's what she was calling about show prep. Yeah, yeah. And and I hear is guess where I am. This guy does more guess where I am than Waldo. E, do you know who Waldo is? Come on, man. Where's Waldo? Yes. Okay. You're where's E? So. Yoda talked you into it. Yoda talked me into it, man. So what time did you jump into your car and head down? When I left work here, uh-huh. it was a nice day. The mm-hmm. sun was yeah. beaming. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could go home and do a whole lot of nothing. Right. Or I could slide down to Daytona. So, so it, was called, like, it was like noonish? Yeah, it was noonish. I called Yoda. I'm like, man, what are you doing? He's like, hey, yo, are you going to come, man? It's crazy down here, man. There's so <laughs> many people. <laughs> did, he get, sit, did Yoda sit, get a picture with the rock? <laughs> Not with him. He found him, though. He, he definitely found him. Okay, so you drive down. Now, where, he, where, does, where does E navigate his way in? Now, you had a pass to get in? Oh, yeah. I, did I, you have a parking pass? Oh, I sure did. I, I, infield, baby. Did you go through the tunnel? I went through the tunnel. Did tu- you beep the horn? I, I, no. Oh, I know it was supposed to. E. Oh, come on. It's the know. best thing to do. When you go through the tunnel, everybody's walking. You lay on the horn. They all jump. It's great. Man, I was looking left and right because I'm like, man, what am I doing here? You go boogity, boogity, boogity. No, yes. I, not boogity, 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 oh. man. The well, coach- anyway, from now on, when you go through the tunnel, always lay on the horn. It's a tribute to me. I've always done it. I was, I was looking for the culture there, and the culture wasn't well represented. But culture is not well represented at Daytona. <laughs> I held it down, though. I held it down. <laughs> I held it down. Yeah, Daytona hey, would be surprisingly hey. more culture friendly than the culture would expect. You would, th- uh, right? Right. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And Bubba's there. So if you, yeah, I was like, <laughs> so yo, the, where, where Bubba at, man? He's like, what's over here? <laughs> now, now, okay. So you get down there, you park in the infield. Where'd you find Yoda? Oh, Yoda had to help me. Man, parking was crazy. Crazy. I man, know. all them big old You don't trucks. know where to go. I need it. I need yeah. it. I need it. Blue, you're my boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't know where to go. So <laughs> you find your spot. You pop out. Uh-huh. And then what happened? What, like, give me a little bit of taste so of E at Daytona. I find my spot. I pop out. Now, the race hasn't started yet, right? Nope. Okay. Nope. So I Are find- they on the infield? Like, uh, everybody, all the fans walking around the track and stuff? Yeah, that's point. the first thing I did is I went on the infield. I didn't realize it was so sloped. Yes, right? It was sloped. Yes. So I went over there and I signed it because everybody had that a boy. Sharpie, so I that signed a boy. it. I got my sign on. And then uh, well, uh, there, was the, 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 there was, like, the host. He was emceeing. I was uh-huh. standing. There was a DJ, so I was get. I was Chris Brown with the dance moves yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a little bit of a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time, man. Walked around, had a couple of uh, adult beverages. Right. And, uh, you know, just hung out. Now, did you stay until the very end? 
Uh, new. Okay, that's a good move because if you do stay now, how was the crowd? Was it how packed was the it grandstand? It was booming. It was surprisingly packed. I heard it was pretty well attended, yes. which for a Monday afternoon is pretty good. But right. I guess if you made it down there, you say I'm going to stay an extra day, right? Uh, if you've paid for your tickets and such. But um, if you do, one of the great, one of the worst things about Daytona, especially the summer race, which used to be held at night, I don't is, think it's summer anymore either. <clears throat> No, it's August, I think. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. It used to be around the fourth of July. It's like near the end of the But season. anyway, when it when it moved to nighttime E and we would stay down there, we would have to work, so we would do live shots right after the race and such. Uh-huh. And then getting out of there is a freaking nightmare. And then yep. the whole way back on ninety five, it's like a race. Everyone thinks they're a NASCAR. We're all NASCAR now. guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. packed. That's fair. So you're rubbing in your race and, and, and our, the whole and our, way back. And our one of our photographers was a big NASCAR guy and he was he was he was there for it. He was uh, ready for oh, the yeah. race. Yeah. He wanted the ride back oh, to be he a NASCAR. Yeah. Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then you so it was it was always it would take for you know, from the time you got in your car is a good three hours just because and everybody, oh try this road, try it. You can do any road you want. The bottom line is once you hit on 95, it was, uh-huh, it was curtains. Yeah. It was curtains. You had to dodge and move and stick. So that was the getting out of there <laughs> once the race ends is a tough, tough, uh, tough challenge. So but I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you went down there. That's yeah, good. I, I met somebody. We'll do some 20 questions here whenever we oh, have time. Oh, we got a celeb. Somebody. Oh, yeah. All right. I want to talk today. I saw this, um, and we'll get to it, but I saw this college football way too early rankings on ESPN. And in the top 10, pros. There are um, four schools, and they do, they do little paragraphs on it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Yeah. And so, of the four, of four, of four of the top ten, all have, and it just struck me, all have guys from my school on their team now who they're counting on to help them. Okay. It's annoying. Yeah, Georgia and ETN. Yeah, it's annoying. It's questionable. Princely. It's weird. So, yeah, so if like Georgia. So good, then why is Florida five and seven? So Georgia's number one. And the first guy, you know, uh, they'll be right back in the ETN's mix ETN's really good. I can see why yeah. they would be After mentioned. Coach Kirby Smart reloaded with another one-ranked recruiting class and a few key additions from the transfer portal. Running back Trevor ETN, Florida. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Which I'm already... That one bothers me more than any because he went to the rival. We've been over And that he's really time. good. And he's good. Uh, so then I keep going down. I get to Ole Miss. Uh, defensive tackle Walter Nolan, Texas A&M. Defensive end Princely Umama, Umama, Umana right. Malin uh, from Florida. Uh, that's, a, that's a debatable one to me. He was our best pass rusher. I thought there were plays where he like would totally disappear mm. six and a half sacks i think yeah. on a with on a line with no help yeah Bad so I, I we'll see that's a we'll see to me yeah Meh. i think uh, when you're bad you can't afford to lose good players kind of like we think about the jags but yeah continue i read down uh number eight penn state prove a time for james franklin the Nittany lions couldn't leave past michigan and ohio state in the big 10 east things will only get more difficult uh james franklin hired candace oc andy koltelnicki to provide a spark um adding transfers Jalen Kimber, Florida. My first thought was, I have him. Good. Yeah. Good luck. And, and I only say this now because the kids get paid. So I'm like, hey, man. So with getting becoming a professional athlete comes criticism. He stunk. He stunk. Yeah. He was no good I mean, for Florida. They're, they're going back to some high school recruiting. He got beat over and over and over again. I, can, I, I got yeah. visions of him chasing the LSU yeah. receivers the down LSU the field and chasing yeah. the LSU quarterback. Yeah. 
and never catching them and getting beat time and time again. Uh, don't don't disagree. That's, that's it, that that doesn't they're, count. But they're number a, eight. I keep going. Uh, I come to another one at number seven, Missouri Tigers. They have a bunch of Gators. Well, they took some last year. They took the kid from Bartram. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevez. Well, the guy that they took was really good. Was Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. Yeah. And then I start thinking. Did he actually ever play for Florida Hopper? Yeah. Or just, yeah. yeah. And then I start thinking, One year. a kid who goes from Florida to Missouri, there's something wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, it's called the cash they're getting up there. Well, there's not something wrong with that. Missouri's better. They like the coach better. The program's better. I, that's why. Uh, and so I'm reading about their uh, guys, cornerback Toriano Pride, Clemson, Darren Smith, Georgia, and defensive lineman Chris McClellan, Florida. Another debatable guy. Much better his true freshman year than his second year. But, you know, I still It's talent. I don't think we can. You can't. No, at Florida, you've got to keep all of them. Yeah. But they, it illustrates a couple things. One, it illustrates some of the problems. Two, it illustrates there are some good football players on the team. But when I say it illustrates, it illustrates the problems of why college football coaches are pulling their hair out of their head. But then I don't feel sorry for them either because, you know, Steve Sarkeesian gets a private jet, $10 million, uh, whatever, whatever he wants. Texas Country Club, you name it, uh, Steve Sarkeesian gets it. So cowboy hats galore, whatever, whatever you need. Boots, you got them. You got them, coach. So it's just a, it's just a despicable thing. You know, it's not despicable, Hick. If your team is doing okay, it's despicable to us because the good players are going out and no names are coming in. The sport has become despicable. Yeah. The greed in the sport I has think become that despicable that, to I, me. I think that that will be tempered if your team's any good. That's my well, point. That may be true. You know, I don't think it's despicable to Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan. I'd probably, I probably things think are if probably you talk good. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan fans, they would say a lot of the same thing. That but they, if you're winning, they hate you don't the care. System. Yeah. yeah, you care less. That's yeah. for sure. All right, so uh, we'll talk about that as well. Georgia is the preseason Updated 2024, way too early college football top 25 rankings. Georgia's number one, a little bit surprising. I would probably, I would probably put Ohio State with what they did. Now, you want to talk about a hall of football players, man. I mean, they, been, they got the quarterback, Will Howard, the running back, Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss, the safety, Caleb Downs from Alabama. They brought in a head coach, Chip Kelly, to be their OC. Yeah. They kept Amika Egbuka, Travion Henderson, uh, their defensive ends, a corner, I mean, they are loaded. You know what it screams to me? I hope it screams loss. Desperation. Oh, yeah. Didn't Michigan beat them by 100 this year? Michigan's beat them three in a row. What'd they beat them this year? They beat them. Was it a blowout or no? No, they beat them. uh, Beat them pretty good or no? Comfortably, I would say. Yeah. Let's look real quick. 30-24, no. Okay. 30-24. Was the year before? They had one year. Yeah, Michigan's beat them three years in a row, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I hear you. I'll take Georgia of Ohio State running. Huh? I'll take Georgia of Ohio State all day long running. You'll take Georgia. I'll take Georgia over Ohio State. Oh, you'll yeah. take Georgia yeah. over Ohio yeah. State. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounded like you slurred. Georgia got screwed last year. Georgia was the best team in football last year, and they lost the SEC championship game, and teams lesser than them with one loss got to go play. That's a fact. Georgia would beat the hell out of Texas last year. Yeah, I would think so. You know. All right, we'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling. It's uh, yeah. Super Tuesday edition of The Drill. Now, Downtime with Dan. Brought to you by Ameris Bank. Voted a top place to work in Jacksonville. Whether you need help with business, personal, or mortgage banking, we're with you. Ameris Bank is an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Anytime Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word get together on the basketball court, on the hardwood, well, you best bring your lunch pail and get ready. And your hard hat, too. Because... Last night, one of the great brawls going on in the Southland. 
Texas A&M Commerce with a four-point win. We're going down the handshake line, which, again, probably should be outlawed. We don't need the handshake line. We just spent 60 minutes trying to beat each other's brains out. Now we're supposed to be best of friends. And Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word got into a bench clear and punches throwing brawl. All right, sports concepts and rationalizations. We call it the 10-minute drill. At the end of the drill, he always likes to hand out razzle-dazzle. We had some hot razzle-dazzle yesterday. E, does that continue today, sir? Oh, that fire is still burning, my boy. We just got a pair of tickets to uh, Dave Matthews Band, a daily's place. They're going to be getting down May 29th. Holla at your boy. All right, we'll do that after the drill, ladies and gentlemen, I after the drill. always um, have mixed feelings when I read about these athletes that hit, like, Hit bets, hit sports bets. Did you see Des Bryant's? Yeah. Because here's yeah. what I'm telling you. If you're playing 13-leg parlays, you're in the hole, bro. He needed that 416 grand. <laughs> but the story goes that Des Bryant, the former Cowboy, won $416,000 on a 13-team parlay. Here's the thing. How much did he bet on it? What? Here's what I'm saying. If you're going to win 416000 on a 13-team parlay, I expect to see he bet 50 bucks or something, right? right? Yeah. $67. Yeah. So, I, in other words, he mm. took 1,000 big-point favorites. That's the only reason. I mean, 736 a 13-leg parlay, you ought to win $10 million. Right. Um, but he, he's known to be an avid sports better since his playing days oh, ended up. He showed it off. They always show off the wins, he. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, they it, don't show the losses, though. No. Yeah. Um, he took. Him and, and Money was famous for that. Money loved to show off the wins. I don't know oh, why. Money he, Mayweather, yeah, they do. Yeah. This, this should have paid more. Is that seven dollars sixty-five cents or seven hundred sixty-seven? I thought it was seven hundred sixty-seven. How do you do seven hundred sixty-seven? I thought that was weird Ways too. and only get four hundred sixty because that's, that's all I'm, I had left in the account. But I'm, 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 but I'm, I'm looking at yeah, because I'm looking at his plays. They're not like like minus six hundreds. Right. You know, it's not first against last. What was it? College basketball mainly. All college basketball, but he's got like um. Colorado over USC. By the way, Bronny and USC are terrible. Oh, yeah. E, I blame you. Dang. He had Santa Clara at San Diego. They were like a you – know, Wyoming was a plus bet at San Jose State. Pepperdine hosted – just a bunch. He did some homework. Nevada huh? barely – he got lucky is what happened. <laughs> yeah, he got lucky. Yeah, it only paid – yeah, $767 won 416 grand. I mean, that's, that's good. I just – I can't imagine – I do not want to follow a 13-leg parlay. I don't want to put 700 – if I'm going to do a 13-leg parlay, I'm at Vegas and I put 20 bucks <laughs> on right, it, right? right yeah. So I can be the guy who put 20 bucks and won 212000 but no, yeah. yeah just, dumb. Don't know if this is like an endorsement for – Yeah, it's – not a good good thing. I hate stupid stats. And okay. you know, you know how we talk about all the time like the NBA is the, seems to be the king of that. They'll say, "Yeah. Easy, you know, yeah, uh, with yeah, yeah. that win." Yeah, uh, baseball the, do it too. Yeah. Anyway, I was look, I was just looking up at Sports Center. It's on here in the uh friendly confines. Houston has won uh, uh 16 straight home games of 15-plus points or more. I don't need the 15-plus points or more. They won 16 in a row or whatever it is. I, I mean, that's dumb. <laughs> And like, uh, the only we, thing about that one is it means they're blowout wins. Yeah, they're but are we going to do 20? They play in the 20 Big points? Are we going to do 10 points? Are we going to do, hey, look, this, what, yeah, what okay. person sits there and goes, uh, oh, look, it's 15 points or more. No strong feeling here. Not going to argue. Yeah. No, I just think it's stupid. I was reading <laughs> this. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the. Oh, great jobs we have. What we get to be. I'm looking at the Chiefs and the Jags. Stoked by. Okay. <clears throat> but before I do that, I want to give you all the. 
Dreamfinders poll question. Oh, nice. Oh, time for me to nail another one. How many different offensive linemen will be starting for the Jags this fall? Okay, than from the ones that, that we have All now. Right. Obviously, that's our Dreamfinders homes. Yeah, one, two, poll three, four, question. five. Is that the one, two, well, three, or four? It's like this. I I kind of changed it a little bit. Everyone but Anton. We know he's coming back. Yeah, I think it'll be a little more. Center though. and guard. One guard, two. Uh, just one new tackle, or the whole interior line, three. So those are your choices. You have the two. whole interior line. You have one new tackle. You have center and one guard, or everyone but Anton. I think it's two. Two. Center and one guard. Yeah. 56.2% say center and one guard. Okay. Whole interior line is second. Everyone but Anton, third. One new tackle, fourth. So... Uh, you can vote at Dan Hickens, our DreamFinders Homes poll question. Now, with that said, I was looking at this article on the Chiefs and the Niners and the challenges that they face yes, uh, going okay. forward. Yeah. yeah, a lot of challenges. Poor, poor, poor babies just went to the championship game. The in terms of Chiefs have won two in a row, I'm sure. Yeah, in terms of contractually. And, and it struck me that here are the Chiefs, and they're very similar situation to us. They have two guys who are very important to their team that they have to make decisions on. And it's just something to keep an eye on. And it's There's this Chris Jones. Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed. Oh, they've, Sneed already, huh? Yeah, they've got two tough decisions to make. By the way, now, that means that Sneed has been around a while, and it took him this long to grow into it. I know we always want our rookies to be all pro right out of the four, gate. I think it's four years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, and I would, I would liken that to Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley. And so just on a little side note, Jacksonville, I'm telling you, just kind of keep an eye. And I don't know that they're going to keep them. The Chiefs, in their wisdom, have drafted very well at the defensive back position and have a all-pro in McDuffie. And so they may opt, just because of the way it's done, to let Snead walk. But yet, my, my, my thought is... Keep an eye on what the Chiefs do versus what the Jags do and compare and contrast. It will be interesting. And somehow, right now, you would say the Chiefs will probably get it right and will probably get it wrong. But hopefully we don't. But that's, that's it just, it struck me that, that they, have, they have a bunch of guys, okay? A bunch of free agents like we all do. We all have these, right? And so, um, we shall see. We shall see. And ESPN has put out its perfect best team fits for the top 50 players for its free agents. We can look at that if you'd like. Yeah, You can sure. call that up if you want. Okay. I like this. Follow along. It's like an overhead projector. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Chris Jones, best team fit. The, the, here, And I heard Mike Dempsey say this yesterday, so I want to give him credit because uh, I thought it was a very good point. Talking about the wide receivers. And the wide receivers are Mike Evans. T. Higgins, right? I, I Ridley, forget. Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Okay. Well, Mike. Like if, Curtis Samuel. If Mike Evans stays and T. Higgins stays, then Calvin Ridley goes up to the top, mm-hmm. and then somebody inevitably overpays for Calvin Ridley. Here's what Hence, I, if you let him walk to that, that's what you may be facing. Did I miss – am I, am I misevaluating Calvin Ridley? What is your evaluation? Like, I, it was very average last year. He was average. He had a hundred and something. Tar- he caught fifty-five percent of his targets. Where and that speaks to either not catching or being off. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to lose him. Mm-hmm. 
But what world is Calvin Ridley the most sought-after receiver in free agency? I, oh, I just I, named the guy. I pity the team that that's the case for. He did not serve that role for us well. well he did not serve us as a number one receiver. What What was Christian was, Kirk coming out of Arizona? Well, when, we were a different when, team, And when for he sure. got that money, we were yeah. all like, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, we had a, a, a much bigger need at the time. And we're a better team, allegedly, going into last year than the one. I, I'm not comparing him to Kirk or anyone else. I'm saying when I think of top receivers, I did think of Calvarilli in that vein to a degree when he was in Atlanta. I don't think of him based on what I saw last year. I think he's more like a second-level guy. But free agency is built on second-level guys 100%. getting paid first level money. But he's 20. I do not think that interest in Calvin Ridley is coming, guys. I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't think that Calvin really hits free agency, and here come the $20 million a year offers. I don't think it's happening. I think it do. Okay, who? Who has, I, a, do, who has a desperate need for Calvin Ridley? Who needs him more than the Jags? Last three games of, of the season, he had 16 catches for 250 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he had 76 catches for 1,016 yards after not playing basically for two years. I thought he did okay. Yeah, he did I, right. You guys, did I say that he didn't do okay? Did I say no. I don't like Calvin Ridley? Did I say I don't want him on the team? I'm not saying that. I don't vision him. He doesn't seem like the best receiver available in free agency. That's okay, what I'm give saying. me the better ones. I, I, he's the same as them. That's my point. T. Higgins is better than him. I just said if T. Know, Higgins stays heard, in Cincinnati, I, we all know T. Higgins I, and Mike just, Evans are better, but I'm, I'm not. I guess I'm just – Calvin really did not – anyway. He, he gave us a season statistically the Jaguars receivers haven't, haven't given us. You know, I pointed that out. So, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, – I'm, I'm kind of – I'm digging myself a hole here. I'm not trying to be anti-Calvin Ridley. What I'm trying – Mike Evans and Calvin Ridley, if you ask me, that's a, just an abject joke. Yeah, the difference in those two guys. Everybody knows that. Well, I mean, one guy was the number one, and now we're going to tell me the other guy's number one. I'm telling I'm you, there Calvin should be really no will number go one. Up to the top of the list. Does that mean fun. money, though? I mean, that's well, what I'm you, saying. You, yeah, okay. So you overpay. That's all what right. happens all the time. Okay. I mean, they get all. They all get overpaid, right? I, we need Calvin really. We can't afford our good players to go. Do, do not, you know, mistake what I'm saying. I just, I do not. For the life of me, I was dis. I, am I alone? Was, am I the only disappointed in Calvin Ridley last year? Overall, I was disappointed in Calvin Ridley, like what I expected and and what I got. I, I was disappointed. I not, not to the point of oh my gosh, he stinks. I don't want him on the team. Yeah, but I was disappointed in what we got from Calvin Ridley. And that's with seventy six catches and a thousand yards. Yeah, it's hard to be. I don't okay. know. I mean, I I like I said, he, I would want more from him. Yeah, yeah. I expect more from him, but in knocking the rust off, I thought he did pretty well. And I don't think we can come close to him. No, but I also don't think that we can make and him I, the highest paid the way, receiver or whatever well, it takes. To, no one's going to make him the well, highest Well, you just said paid. he's the number one guy in free agency. That's well, typically how it works. The no, number one no, guy no, no, at each no, position no, no, becomes no, no. the highest paid that year. No, no, no. He's not getting Tyreek Hill money. He's not getting $30 million a year. I think he's getting more like $15 million to $20 million a year, which would be more down where um, Chris Godwin, three years, $60 million. Is he Chris Godwin? Uh, Chris Godwin is better than Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, he's been more pro- – at least, uh, again, part of this isn't like necessarily Ridley's uh, – you're right. He was Hunter, out of, Hunter Renfro, he was, two years, $31 oh, million. Yeah, well, again, that, you, you don't – Portland Sutton, four it, years, $60 million. Sure. Odell Beckham. 460 Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. That is not the 
I guess I'm just DeAndre mis- Hopkins. I guess I'm misimagining what the number one receiver. I'm used to the number one receiver in free agency. Minimum, we can go back, find me a number one receiver in free agency. Didn't get twenty million a year. Find me or or top market money. Obviously, the market's gone up, so you can go back four years. You can find a guy. Christian it's, Kirk got yeah. four years, seventy-two million. Yeah. years ago, and he wasn't even the Two number one ago. receiver. So I I think that. T. Higgins will get money, and I think Mike Evans will get money. Who else is on that list at wide receiver? Curtis Samuel is on the list. Um, um, uh, Tyler Boyd is on the list. Uh, it, it's it's not. It's a it's a down. Right, which forces yeah. teams to, who I need guess, a receiver to dumb say. teams, again, at some point, maybe some teams will start doing, like, what's the smart thing and not the desperate well, or at times dumb We were thing. dumb to – Pay Christian Kirk no, all that money and it worked no, out. No, we weren't. We had a ton of cap money. We had no receivers. Well, I don't know if that one is as dumb as. Yeah. And Curtis Samuel is a guy. He's 62, 600, 10 yards a catch. I mean, that's. He ain't he ain't in Ridley's area. Who? Kirk? No, Curtis Samuel. Oh. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But my point is, I, I, I wonder if. If those guys come off the board and stay with their teams, will that elevate Ridley? And I think it will. And then, and therefore, if you take the risk of letting him walk to try to save that number two, then we done. You might lose him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to keep him. Don't get me wrong. I was, and at the same time, this is my two things can be true thing. I was disappointed. I thought I wanted a superstar. I yeah, got a, I got a good receiver. We taught. I I spent last off season listening to Devontae Adams tell me he's the top three receiver in the league. Yeah. I listened to this guy tell me he's the best route runner. Yeah. Listen to the guy tell me this, and then I watched our offense be out of sync. And I saw dropped passes, and I saw missed assignments, and I just didn't see a number one receiver. I mean, we you know. wanted him, and we got huh. yeah. yeah, maybe missed. And, the and by the way, maybe a year getting in sync. Maybe it does make a big difference. Yeah, I don't want I it. So. I, I don't think that we should poo-poo away seventy-six catches and a thousand yards. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So All right, let's do this. Let's uh, six four one ten ten. Come back in twenty questions. Uh, is the number to call? Come kind, come courteous, come correct. And E, tell them what they're going to win. Are you going to win a pair of tickets to see Dave Matthews Band no at Daly's place uh, May 29th? That's right, Heck Dave yeah. Matthews. Heck yeah. All right, welcome back to the show, 752. Good morning, Jacksonville. My television viewing last night had me stumble upon a little Netflix documentary that I enjoyed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. E, do you know the song, We Are the World? We are the world. Mm -hmm. We are the future. The children. The children. Yeah. We are the world. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It was a charity single, and it was uh, recorded... Uh, back in uh, 1985, written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie, produced by Quincy Jones. Star-studded. Oh, it was star-studded. And anyway, they had a uh, they have a really good documentary on it uh, on Netflix, and it's it was it's not a great song, huh? It got all the stars, got all the. Oh, it's a pretty good kinda, song, man. It yeah, kind of sticks it, in your okay. head yeah. <laughs> to y'all. I yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't stick in my head. I never yeah. find myself whistling "We Are the World" as I walk around town. 
It's the guy that just came in here karaoke in the song. Yeah, he did. He That's because you were singing. talking about it. That's why <laughs> okay. I didn't do it because it was like struck me. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Ninth best-selling physical single of all time. Of course. It was a huge. It was a. I it was because it was so star-studded. So anyway, well, it was a machine. It was also yeah. for a cause. They had to do right. it all in one night. And it was like an overnight. And so they pinpointed the night after the American Music Awards in January of 1985. You know, it's funny. I remember that being in the summer. I would have told you it was a summer, mm-hmm. but what, what well, year? Well, it was L.A. It was 1985. I was also I in Puerto Rico where every day's summer, so maybe that's why. Yeah. It's hard to relate it to weather. So, um, uh, 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 Jackson, Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie wrote the song, and it wasn't so much about them working to get together. Was it for the, eight? What was it for? What it was, was for the, Africa, feeding the feeding children the, Okay, all right. And they did raise like $80 million. For, for sure. Them. And it was a positive thing. But anyway, what was neat was all these musicians in one place. And and so they had, like, Madonna didn't get invited. And uh, they they chose between her and Cyndi Lauper. Well, Cyndi Lauper was great on this. Her Mm -hmm. one line was Mm -hmm. great. And they did it. That's a miss not inviting Madonna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That was a miss, especially back then. Yeah, they interviewed... And More so, of this now, even. even 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 better in hindsight. Sheena E was there. Is Sheena E, Prince's girl. Yes, and so they wanted Prince to come. They had a line for Prince, and Prince did not come. Of course, he, he did. He didn't show. <laughs> of course, not. And he's shooting yeah. hoops in his indoor gym. Yeah, the Prince was in L.A. or performing at some club or whatever. He did not. He would not come. Sheena E got miffed because she realized they were. She felt like they were using her <laughs> well, to get to Prince, and they should. And so she left. Mm. They got into this. Mike, maybe it's time to call Madonna. Now again. you got to understand, there's 50 musical geniuses there. I mean, and the ego in that oh, room. Oh man! But Ooh. they were all great. They were like Quincy put up a sign, wrote out on paper, "Check your ego at the door" when they all walked in. But I mean, one of your faves, Kenny Rogers, uh, Michael man. Jack. But the oddest guy there, one I don't under, still don't understand. Bob Dylan. No, he was there. I know he was. But rightfully so. Bruce he's a, Springsteen. He was there. Okay. Terrific. Are you talking about the oddest who wasn't there? No, the oddest one who was oh, there. Okay. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that is kind of... Well, he's Blues Brother. The Blues Brothers yeah. were big then. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. I guess, but Like I'm in like, the early 80s, yeah. the movie was out, and the yeah. SNL, Dan yeah. Aykroyd and the Blues Brothers were a thing. So in the middle of recording... Now, they had to get done... Top 10 songs, E.T. They had to get it done in Dan one Aykroyd. night, and they all showed up, and they're all walkie-talkies. Kenny Rogers is here. Springsteen just pulled up. I mean, it was crazy. So all these stars are coming to this L.A. studio. And uh, and they got going. And Stevie Wonder got into this debate about wanting to sing it in a different language, a couple lines. And they got into this, like, thing. And it was back and forth. And, and <laughs> at one point, Stevie Wonder said, I had to go to the bathroom. And Ray Charles grabbed him and took him. And somebody said, boy, that's the blind leading the blind. <laughs> that's the truth. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> and, but there are so many. It was incredible. Um, Huey, it was through Huey Lewis talked about it. Huey Lewis was like, well, I was fine. You know, I was just in there to sing, you know, harmonies and whatever. And then when Prince didn't show, they said, Huey, you'd be good for this line. He said, then I nearly peed my pants. I got nervous. <laughs> wow. He goes, I was nervous. I'm standing right next to Michael Jackson. And uh, it, it you was. Know, I saw Huey Lewis in concert. It had to be within a couple of months of that. Really? When I was in, in yeah in Puerto Rico, it was one of the ones I but saw. But it's really if if it, it, I I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. Now again, it's in our wheelhouse. The eighties. What what what? Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on, I think yeah. I'll watch that. That and sounds so good. So it's uh, 
And they had the they, they interviewed the cameraman who was there, and he goes, eh, "At the end of the night, he goes, I I, go, I wrote up my invoice, I handed the invoice to the to the guys, and they laughed at me. I go, what are you doing? And he, I go, well, this is my invoice. He goes, well, this, this, is all, this is all voluntary, all voluntary, man. This is charity. He's like, oh, okay. Well, at least I got to be around me. I was standing right next to Springsteen and yeah. Michael Jackson and Kenny Rogers. It and- is amazing. You couldn't do that today. These, they, they, these people today are so full of themselves, oh, you could oh, never no. get them all together. They no. raved about um, Steve, uh, Steve Perry, Perry? Yeah. Journey. Huh? Journey. Mm-hmm. About his singing chops. Oh yeah, uh, Diana sure. Ross was there. Dion Warwick was there. I mean, ain't it, no way you could have did that today. The level of no, stardom. They're, no, they're all egomaniacs, and they get them beefs. And you know, back then everyone did their thing. <laughs> we didn't have the beefs that we have today. Well, at the very end, they all had the music, and they all started. What about going Waylon up. Jennings walking out? What was he that did. about? Waylon Jennings. That's what I was going to tell you. So they got into this. Uh, we'll sing it, Svengili or uh, something. And Will and Jenny's like, I ain't singing this. And he got up and left. I got video of him walking out. <laughs> and that's it. He just there went home. gone. Yeah. Will and Jenny's not part of it. But it was. <laughs> you didn't tell me this was for Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Simon. Uh, they said uh, Al Jarreau is getting hammered. So they had to. I don't even know who. I've heard the name Al Jarreau a million times. Can yeah. you tell you who Al Jarreau they is? Had, they had to. Uh, is he a jazz guy? <laughs> who is Al Jarreau? Yeah, he's a pretty big deal. All pretty right. big deal. They had to get his move his line up. Uh, and get him to record his line because he was getting so hammered. And so they- <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, get him in. Yeah, up. get him in, get him out. You know, what's the name of the documentary? Uh, probably we uh, just, are the just world. go to Netflix. Yeah, and look up say we, we are, are the world. Tina Turner, Billy Joel. I mean, I remember dude, Billy Joel. Um, Willie Nelson was singing with uh, uh, Kenny Loggins, Daryl. Oh Hall. my gosh, I've got the I've got the accurate. I thought it was from Blues Brothers. Wrong. The Saturday Night Live legend told an interview in 2009 he ended up joining the recording session, quote, totally by accident. Ah. He was with his father interviewing business managers in L.A. and inadvertently visited the office of a talent manager. I was looking for a money manager, not a talent manager, Ackroyd explained. But he said, so long as you are here, would you like to come and join us? We are the world thing. Even Ackroyd seemed puzzled by the invitation. I thought, how do I fit in here? But then he reason that he had sold a few million records with the Blues Brothers and was therefore technically a musician. So I'm half right. <laughs> so they also broke out. Harry Belafonte was there. And so Giroux was hammered. And so in the middle of the thing, they broke out. Harry Belafonte said something funny or they credited Harry Belafonte for something. And so so uh, your boy Giroux starts going, Dayo! <laughs> they all start singing. Daylight, come and I want to go home. But And then there was a little bit of well, how come he's singing this line? How come he's singing that line? And then some of them were just there to, you know, like the Pointer Sisters were there. Smokey was there. Apparently Prince and Michael Jackson were beefing at the time, so there well, were some beefs. Prince beat Michael Jackson that night. Uh, oh, gosh, I forget what song it was of Prince's for over Thriller in the American Music Awards, so they might have been beefing, yeah. It beat Thriller? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, crazy. We but, are the world. Oh, it's called The Greatest Night in Pop. Yeah, the great. Oh yeah, yeah. I've That's seen it. that. I've seen that. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's really good. You'll enjoy it. Okay. So, uh, guys who sang on it solo: Lionel Richie started, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, James Ingram, Tina Turner, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Dionne Warwick, Willie Nelson, Al Jarreau, Springsteen, Loggins, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, Kim Carnes, Bob Dylan, and Ray Charles, and then others who were there, like Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Right. Uh, uh, I forever thought Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac was a girl. Yeah. It was one of the girls. Uh, Jackie Jackson, LaToya Jackson, Marlon Jackson, Randy Jackson, Tito Jackson, Bette Midler was there. She didn't have a – the Pointer Sisters were there. 
I mean, there it was an incredible. It was as it big as it sounds. I mean, those, those I, I understand too. Now we're we're going back, you know, almost forty years, but we're, you know, like high school, college age. These are the stars of the stars. There are very few that weren't there. Prince would be one. Yeah. Madonna would be one. Yeah. But other than that, I can't really think of a bona fide star that wasn't there. It was it was an incredible yeah. night. And the, so, it, how long was the song? But it, how long was the song itself? Yeah, that song was pretty long, ain't it? There I mean, comes to, a time. To, but to, to incorporate all those people in, right? You oh, wanna, yeah. But they was, were quick. It was like one line, and then the next That's guy would harmonize That's amazing in. that everyone was like, check your ego at the door. They were able to do that. It was a simpler time. I will say this. The egos in general, from our sports heroes to our, to our musicians, are way more unchecked now than they were then. Um, I'm not saying that there weren't some. I mean, Muhammad Ali had an ego. I'm, I'm not saying there weren't. But today, your average person's got way more ego than they ever had. Then, and I will say this too: um, it was, it, it was, it was really good. The, the The show is good, but when you look back and think about that, now at that time, listen, there were some there were some freaky freaks in there as well. Now, oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the industry, buddy. Yeah. It's always you go back to the '30s and yeah. they were freaky freaks. Yeah. So, yeah. So. All right, let's take a quick break. It's a Calvin right. Truck Accessories Tuesday. E wants to play 20 questions. He's been dying. Okay. And I have a question. It was a weekend that was meant to showcase both the best of NASCAR and the best of the NBA in the All-Star game. Would you guys agree that LeBron is the face of the NBA? Of course Sure. Who was the face of the NBA before LeBron? Was it Jordan or Co- was it Jordan? In hindsight, it feels Kobe. I don't think Kobe was ever the face of the NBA. Yeah, I think he it never was, was the face. It was Jordan and then LeBron, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, Kobe. bird magic. Yeah. We're kind of split. LeBron about gone. Jordan Who? took over. Do you feel like there's LeBron a guy now? Takes over. Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. Well, I want to save that. Okay. Because it can't be Steph. It can't no. be. No. Okay. All right. We'll do that more. Point point You're going to go Brunson, aren't you? You're about to go Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Never mind. We'll have a serious no. conversation when we return. It's Calendar Accessories Tuesday. <laughs> Blues Brothers. That's hey. what I'm talking about. Yeah, but maybe you get Belushi instead. Lucy's dead. Was he dead at that time? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. I didn't think he was dead. Yeah, at that he may time. not have been. What did you say that was? Eighty-five. Yeah, he probably wasn't. I don't know when Belushi died. When was Animal House? Eighty-one. Oh, eighty-two. Yeah, so he was dead. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. Golly. I need you. I need you. <laughs> I guess you can't get Belushi. <laughs> that would have been hard. Prop him up. Somebody asked me if uh, was this guy there, Ric Flair. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, all, all right. right. 20 so questions. E runs into a celebrity. Is that the deal? That is correct. E, are we like first ballot Hall of Famers at this game, would you say? Absolutely. Okay. Like, y'all ain't, y'all ain't made it past like 10. Okay. All right. So, uh, um, y'all get this one fairly quick, too. Was it a male? Yes. Okay. Jeffrey? Is it an athlete? Ask if it's a current athlete. Is it a current athlete? No. Right, yeah, it's not the rock. Uh, is it a? Is it a? Um, musician. New. No. Okay. Is it an actor? Yes. All right. So we know it's a male actor. Okay. Is he? We know it's a male. We said that yes, already. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it a? What is that? Five questions. That's four. Uh, four. Four. Was it? Uh, is he a? I mean, this gets some. This is culture. Is he, let's get some. What are we doing here? What do you say? He's an actor. Yeah. Is he a movie star? Yes. Okay. We know he's a movie star, not a TV person. Correct. Black dude or is he a black dude? 
He's not white. Okay, that means he's Latino. Is it The Rock? <laughs> it's The Rock. That's too easy. That's too easy. I thought he would have got bad. No, that's what happens when you're not watching on TV, but we're watching him give the uh, gentleman start your engine. I was literally right there in front yeah, of him. Really? When he did that, I, he, I have to go back and look. I was literally right there in front of him, and then as he walked by, you know, I did my thing, sure. kind of walked away. What time is he joining us on the show today? I mean, got him? I, I, tried, I got a video with him, <laughs> but when I was talking to him, did everybody who was trying to talk to him messed up my vibe? I was like, hey, bro, yeah. I got a show on the drill, 6 and 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. That man is huge. He's a big dude. Huge. And he did some, like, did some sets before he took the infield. For, it was weird. He looked big. He was, he was, but he went in that trailer and did some curls and stuff. When he right? came beach out pump. first. Yeah. Got that beach pump. When he yeah, first did a beach came pump. out, he had, like, a jacket on. He was yeah. covered. But when he did that, yeah, he, took he off was the, oiled yeah. up, arm was shining, yeah. smile was bright, glasses was blinging. That's a r- 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 rock, baby. Yeah, got 100,000 for about uh, two The minutes. rock is a very likable dude. Absolutely. Easy to watch, right? He's yeah. very, very good. I On camera or just in... You know, just, always just daily things. Yeah. Always smile. A good dude. E, Oop. stat of the day. I ain't on point like I was last. Good. His name is Hicken. He's Jacksonville's favorite sportscaster. I know it doesn't rhyme. It's Sam Hicken. Stat of the day. Thank you, balls. I miss you so. Uh, Florida basketball has an all-time SEC record. Of 687 wins and 688 losses. In SEC play? In SEC play. The Gators have not owned an all-time 500 market SEC play since falling to 13-14 and 14 <laughs> in 1936. Wow. Eventually dropping as many as 132 games under 500 in 1984. So, yeah, that's a heck of a... opportunity on Wednesday. And by the end of this season, they should be well, at 500 the, or better. And moving forward, they may not go back below 500. That would be good. the basketball program. And, and cre- there's a couple of people that lose credit as you get, as you extend. But Norm Sloan's second stint in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got, got mm-hmm. him their first SEC championship, late 80s. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a cantankerous, grumpy, foul-mouthed man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's who I cut my teeth on, E. Young journalist at the University of Florida. <laughs> I got the Gator basketball beat. Which yeah. Every day, my first like my first day-to-day coverage assignment was Norm Sloan. Wasn't easy. He was kind of easy on us students, though. Yeah. He knew the difference. Yeah. Uh, but so Norm Sloan took them to a tournament. They won their first tournament game in 1987. They won an SEC for the first time under Norm Sloan. Right. Uh, and then Lon Kruger took them to a Final Four. And, and Lon Kruger, I think... At the time, I thought he would have stayed there, but then you watch Lon Kruger's career from there, and you realize that guy's just a gypsy. He's going to always be on the go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Kruger was where? Seven, eight places by the time he was done? Kruger did a lot. Yeah, and won everywhere. He did. But he did a great job at Florida, but then the, the program really uh, took off under, obviously, Billy Donovan, and, and, and so once they pass this 500 mark, they're going to probably stay there, maybe forever. Krug's uh, was at his alma mater, K-State. Probably could have stayed there his whole life. He started at Texas Pan Am, so he had a job before that. Texas Pan Am, then K-State, then Florida. And he stayed, by the way, stayed at Texas Pan Am four, K-State four, stayed at Florida for six, um, went to Illinois for four, went to Vegas for seven, and then finished up at Oklahoma for three, six, nine, ten years. And a big upset that he didn't, like every other seemingly coach, end up at New Mexico for a spot. Seems like took, they are at New Mexico for Took a, Oklahoma to the Final Four. Oh, uh, yeah. Took Florida took to the Final Four. UNLV to, to the, the Sweet 16. 
took Illinois only to the round of 32, took Florida to the Final Four, took K-State to the Elite Eight. Did very well. Yeah, oh, sure. Everywhere he went, he's a really good coach. Really good coach. Not Mr. Charisma. Not, no. not very, very old-school Midwest did, basketball. Did well everywhere they except one place, the Atlanta Hawks. God, you forget he was there. Couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that did not end well. He went from Illinois to there. Is that how that he went? He went in 2000, yes. so that was... Uh, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. He said, I'll go do the NBA. He I think did. that was the year... You know, Florida, I believe, beat Kruger in Illinois in yeah, in the regional did. one year on they their did. March. And he, that year, said, okay, I'm going to the NBA. He uh, went t- won 25 his first year, then he upped it to 33, missed the playoffs both years, and then he was 11 and 16. And they Lon played. Kruger in Gainesville got the Mike White treatment. Well... He was before, but yeah. He got the Mike White treatment from this standpoint. They didn't appreciate him. They ran him well, out. Media fair. and fans. He's no good. We, they went to the Final Four, and then because they didn't go every year, then, you know, he wasn't good enough. Well, this is when Florida never went. I get it. And so let's hope, by the way, that it works the same way because he was replaced by Billy Donovan. No, I think so. Golden's true. I, 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 <laughs> I like Golden. I mean, I'm not uh, saying But Kruger true. took him to the NIT semis. And then he went to the first round, and then he went to the final four, and then he went to the— Then they got a gift the next year. They shouldn't have been in they the tournament. They shouldn't have been in. They were 17 and 13 and 8 and 8. We went over to Tallahassee, and they got beat by Hoiberg. Uh, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa yeah State and Iowa State. And then, then he went 12 and 16, and it was the Vince Carter deal. I always say this. I don't know if it's ever been yeah, admitted or yeah. chronicled, but yeah. he you recruited the hell out of Vince Carter for yeah. four years. Everybody yeah. knew Vince Carter. Vince Carter was I went Daytona to Daytona be- and watched Lon Kruger and talked to him— as he watched and tried to recruit him, and he couldn't get him. Daytona Beach, Mainland, he was a superstar for all four years. Everybody knew who Vince Carter was. He was going to be an NBA player, and Florida was going to get him, and it was going to rejuvenate the program after their Final Four run, and he last second he goes Tobacco Road. What, but was there a reason why he did that last second? Was Yeah, because it's North Carolina. You don't trust Florida and its basketball right. program, mm-hmm. and then they followed North up Carolina, his dude. senior year, right? They won too, right? Didn't Vince win? Vince, I don't think he won a title. Vince's senior year at Mainland, Florida had gone to the Final Four the year previous, and and so here he is. You know, you're watching them, and they're like I said, you don't even know they're going to be when the signing day because you're not even sure they're going to be in the tournament, right? I mean, so it just had this whole one and done feel. And that Florida team that went to the Final Four, by the way, was not very good. I mean, what a sh- what they, what caught, a f- they caught fire. That's a total they got a little fluke. lucky. Was it a team? It was Craig Brown and Dan Cross, a good backcourt. DeClerc was good. Demet Hook was good. Yeah, but DeClerc was the only NBA player. And typically, if you're yeah. a Final Four team, you got a couple. Yeah. But they had no depth. They only went six or seven deep. It just wasn't a great team. Yeah. But they, they to be honest with you, they led Duke. The Final Four in Charlotte, they they led at halftime. They had a lead. That was Grant Hill's team. Grant Hill beat them. But, um, yeah, Florida basketball has come a long way from the, those days. So back to Dan's original point here on the stat of the day, they're down within a game of being 500 in SEC play, something they haven't done really since the program started, you know, 75 years ago. All um, right, um, here, here's the deal. Uh, Michael Jordan was the face of the NBA before here, him. Here's what Vince said. The exposure is unreal. Back when I was being uh, recruited, I was a Florida kid. No one really associated Florida kids with basketball. I had to make sure I was going to camp so coaches and scouts knew what I could do. Um, like if he if there had been YouTube back then he would have been you know because the guy was just such you know this e you have a you have a shirt in honor of him that you never wear it doesn't hurt me too much uh, his recruit it's kind of like the Murphy Ball his recruitment garnered mostly Get used to a lifelong of <laughs> local interest from in state schools Florida and Florida State blossomed in his sophomore year 
Uh, got to the five-star camps. Dean Smith saw him, and it was over. He had a growth spurt to at 16. See, Florida was on him early, but again, he wasn't, you know, once Carolina came calling, nah, Duke came calling, Kansas came calling, they're all going to mainland. Um, Krzyzewski had his back surgery that year, so Tommy Amaker had to take the lead on that. And so, I don't know, in the end, he, he said, look. Well, it just also shows that they had a good year with Lon Kruger. They went to the final four. They had a little decent stretch. Three Carter took an official visit to Gainesville, fall of his senior year, hosted by Dan Cross. Um, I felt really comfortable with Coach Kruger, Dan, and all those guys. It was only an hour and a half away, so my family could make almost every game. So, you know what? That Cross and Brown backcourt reminds me a little bit of Pullen and Clayton. Yeah. That kind of, that's who they are. Just kind of not real sexy, but good players. He actually was an FSU football fan, and Pat Kennedy recruited him hard. Um, so, but in the end, uh, Florida didn't start acting like a legitimate basketball power every year tournament, McDonald's All American signing, recruiting machine until Billy got there. Yeah. They had a good period with Lon Kruger. Vince Carter did the right thing. Going to Florida had been a mistake. Yeah, he'd have been a one man band on. Well, we would have never gotten Billy either. You would have traded Vince Carter for yeah, you because know, they would have done okay. Yeah, and I'd rather have Billy for sure. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so what do you right, do to face well, the NBA? Listen, we went from, okay, we'll say Magic, even over Bird. I'd say Magic. Okay. Okay, I say it's split, but that's okay. okay. I can't have two. It's one. It's face of the league, so you nah, have to pick then, one. Back then, we had two. Yeah. They were always on the covers together. Yeah, they were it's like saying They were locked It's like together. saying Manning and Brady were the face of the nah, league. No, they're not. You nah, got to find one. You got to pick one. Disagree. Magic was much more successful than Bird. I don't know what you're talking about. Agree to disagree. Yeah, Magic won five. I, I missed the Larry Bird HBO documentary I just watched the last two years. Yeah. Anyway. I just watched. Yeah, I agree, okay, agree anyway. disagree. Michael Jordan, are you going to sell me, you know? <laughs> Clyde Drexler. <laughs> anyway, uh, it goes from Jordan to LeBron. No one in between. For sure. There have mm-hmm. been stars, but Shaq and Kobe and some of them, they weren't the Reggie Miller, they weren't the, the face of the NBA. Yeah. Well, Bron's about gone, by the way. Yeah. Who, I, I, can't, I can't come up with it. I watch a lot of NBA. I'm an NBA fan. I can't find the proper no. combination of compelling no. and talent no. and personality to be that guy. Is it someone, like it could have been, and could it still be Zion? No. No. Why? No, I think it's it, yeah, too late. Okay. He ain't done nothing. Well, I know he has. He's, well, he's that's invisible. Not true. Yeah. He, he's, he's invisible. He's not invisible. How many playoff injured. games has he won? Again, you're missing what I'm saying. He's been injured. I mean, you're throwing Zion out with Jordan I'm and LeBron. I'm asking. And I'm answering no. Okay. And then and, you're saying, no, I'm not with throwing me. out Zion with Jordan and LeBron. I'm throwing Zion out with Durant and, and Lillard and Pass Antetokubo. Durant by. Pass Curry by. Can't be him. I know. That's what I'm be, saying. It's got to be someone who you is, know. You understand before we can. You understand that Zion's like 23 years old, right? He's not 30. So I that's understand. the only reason I brought him up. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then you got to give me a name and be prepared for the vetting that's going to uh-huh. occur. I told you the name. Who is it? No. See, that's dumber than Zion. <laughs> yeah. No. They tried to make it. Uh, Luca. Yeah, no. Luca's young. Could it be Luca? You got to win, right? First yeah. and foremost, you got to win Man, titles. You got to have. You got to have street cred coming in. Now LeBron didn't go well, to college, but he was that. great right away. Yeah, he Giannis. Did. That's who they they were trying yeah. to make it. If Giannis like, is the face, the NBA's in trouble. Giannis is a is a is a is a cuss word. <laughs> I had it with Giannis. Uh, you have, but I think Giannis yeah. has some very well thought out, some yeah. very good stuff at his press conferences. I, I like yeah, Giannis. That's, big that's baby. what they try to make it's a it spoiled be. baby. But his yeah. time is starting to pass as well. I'll give you a name who it could be, but it's not yet. But Trey Young. No, Wembanyama. 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it could be Wimby. That's a good one. Now he's because he did way come away, in, but, but he come, came in very high. Well, he's and, met he's met your you know uh, requirement of yeah. coming in with that that hype. Could yeah. it be? Is there anyone in college? Right? Is there's no superstar? Is there? No, I don't. If, think if so. ET says Bronny, I'm gonna throw something at him. No, no, no he definitely, won't, he won't definitely not. Is that right? And and we've kind of. Is it going to be harder to become a face because college? Because we, I mean, I guess the LeBron one thing that was, the one thing school. that we in society want now is we want results immediately, and people forget how long did it take Jordan to win a title? Seven, eight years. How long did it take LeBron to win a title? Eight years. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't how long happen. Take Peyton Manning to win a title? Seven, eight years. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Sometimes, so we're so quick to throw guys away, and so I would kind of say that's not the. But who's the hype guy? When by I mean, Jason Tatum doesn't have the personality, does right. he? Uh-uh. He just does. The the NBA the problem the league has too many superstars. That's true. Back then, it, there was there were stars, but there yeah. weren't that many. Super, it's like there's multiple superstars on every team. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the list here, and I'm just basically going down. I, I don't see anybody who has that combination of chemistry. You know, it's interesting ability, too. Ability, stats, I, per- personality. Yeah, and yeah. I totally agree with you about LeBron, but it is interesting that. Like, if you went to California and said, you know, took a poll, Kobe versus LeBron. Oh, yeah, sure. Crush him. Yeah, yeah. Crush him. Kobe is a great player. He's a title. He's a winner when he was there. But his whole legacy got upgraded by his tragic death. Super boost. Yeah. He got a big boost. Yeah, but he also – no, but the other thing that was great about Kobe was, look, he came out of a uh, bad deal and – Turned everything around, and by the time he had left the game, he was revered. That's, like, that, and, and what player, he did yeah. after, yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's definitely not was magic like. Yeah. Like magic built it because well, here's things that Magic and Bird and Jordan and LeBron didn't do, and I think this is important because people will now actually try and tell you sell you Kobe as a top five player, which he never was. And I get today's generation considers him as such. I'm not going to argue about it. Kobe Bryant was never included in any top five in the history of the game ever, ever, ever. Yeah, it was never. It was never MJ versus. But let Kobe. me tell you what: none of those guys ever did. Those guys never won 28 games and were the eight seed. Kobe did that a couple of times when he was the main yeah. alpha dog on the team. Eight seeds. Yeah. You know who I'd like to see become the face of the or, NBA? Or non-playoff? I mean, not eight seed, like draft pick, top draft pick type failures. I kind of like to see. Uh, the fat kid in the picture snapping off a heater in uh, in his homeland <laughs> become the face. Uh, Jokic, yes, <laughs> no, he ain't gonna do it, man. His he don't want it. Yeah, he don't want it. Jokic yeah, wants. Yeah. By the way, he I just want to go I buy horses. Learn, I did learn one thing over NBA All Star Weekend. Apparently, Jokic and Luca, Luca. are great yeah. friends. Yeah, I learned that and too. They would like Believable. To play, they would like to play together. Someday, That'd be bad so. for the league. Yeah, <laughs> so it that would be. be that would be a nice thing, you know. I didn't know they were good friends. Yeah, they like are that. like really good friends. <laughs> like Embiid, if he wasn't hurt all the time, you know. But it's just there's no there's no one. I mean, there's a lot of good young ones. You know, we'll see. I think it's Luca. Yeah. If I had to guess, it would be Luca. I'm gonna go with Luca. He's yeah. like 22. Yeah, he's terrific. Although, is it just me? Did Luca look like they let one of the spectators on? He's fat, isn't he? He's fat. always kind of been. Yeah, but he looked in the All Star game especially. It looked <laughs> yeah. like they let a uh, like a retiree in. Tried to try to throw one down, and it, it was yeah, I saw that. Yeah. embarrassing. I I if, if this kid wasn't getting in trouble so much, it could have been him, man. John Morant. He could have could have had a nice. Yeah, it'll never be star. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it could have been him. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Luca, and we'll see. All right, we got brunch with the tour coming up next. Uh, Stewie Moore in the house, so we'll see what's cooking. Uh, that and more right here on the drill. 
All right, I've got to um, bring something up in front of the uh, in front of the uh, committee. Senior Vice President Agronomy, Stuart Moore is here. You're welcome. Looking for more from you this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to change a rule, Pross, of the picks going forward. Not right now. We'll I just want to bring this up. You guys have not been kind to me at all when I make suggestions. So I'm. Gonna, yeah. I'm coming. You're. You're gonna have to really work the. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if you say no. I'm just going to bring this up because for entertainment purposes, I think if you pick Shoffley and Cantlay together, you should be penalized. I, uh, I think Stuart Moore should be penalized for that pick because he had him in the last group God, playing uh, together. I was about he to makes, text you guys too. He makes a ton of money. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't, but they don't win. They don't even come close. Neat. <laughs> I mean, the prudent bet was one of these guys is going to win this thing. You would think so. Cantlay's untouchable round ones, right? Right? What is he, 67 or better in every yeah, round seven, one? Seven, seven, I mean, it was about seven 30, under or better all five rounds. 30 <laughs> minutes into the final round, it was the freaking Luke List show. <laughs> it was like, no one had this on their bingo card. <laughs> Luke List like, Good show. Lord. Yeah. Once they both part number one, which is, you know, basically a three wood and a seven iron par five. Yeah. Then it was just like, okay. Yeah. You were a couple in guys didn't come to play today. Right out of the game. And there comes Hideki. And then X-Man, he'll make – what X-Man will do is he'll fall back and he'll disappear and you forget about him. Then he, like, holes out from a bunker and gets oh, an eagle. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's back. And I walk out and I walk back, honest to God, 30 minutes later. And I go, what happened to Shoffley? He bogeyed three holes in a row. Yeah, that's right. On the back nine. And then my guy can't lay with about a 40-footer on 18. Yeah. Just a, yeah, a couple extra bucks in my oh, pocket. Yeah. yeah. Bang. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Nah, it was bad. They have that. Listen, coming. guys get that reputation. It happens. And and honestly, and they've, they've, they're accomplished golfers. Don't get me wrong. They're, they've done very well. For sure. But they got to win some big stuff here or yeah. they're the guys, you and know. I, and I've got a lot of people at work who spend a lot of time working on the Olympics. But I, I, let's, can we stop introducing Xander as the, the Olympic gold medalist? Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean. Shout out. Four years ago. Yeah. COVID. Japan. <laughs> Does anyone remember it? I mean. No. Yeah. No, he had won that. It was gonna. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. that's a that's but a let's big not win. Take that's a, nice, but let's not take away from Hideki-san who Ugh. wowed us all with a wonderful 62. Yeah, and that I mean, was fun to watch. The winningest Asian golfer uh, on the PGA Tour ever to overtook. KJ I, I was. Choi and, I'm shocked to learn that KJ Choi was as accomplished as Matsuyama. Yeah. yeah. KJ Choi had as many wins as Matsuyama before he got KJ this Choi one here. Won the players. Remember, yeah, David Tom's missed yeah. a little three footer. Sure. Seventeen. Sure. And I think Hideki, though, I mean, you know, a couple Phoenix Opens. He's got the Masters, obviously, a couple WGCs. You know what I like about Sony. Hideki? This speaks to a, just a baseline of talent. I like guys that can get really good, and then they can seem like, oh, my God, that he's gone. Yeah. He's lost it. Yeah, there's something else. There's some other reason. He's either an injury you don't know about or, a, a, you know, a focus somewhere else. Yep. But Matsuyama is, Why do you think Hideki, is a top 10 talent Who in the had world. dropped to 55th in the world. Yeah, You know, it. which was uh, – is there any inside story into Hideki-san staying on the tour? What's because happening with the chair over here? I don't know what He's got some issues. Okay. Are there any? Is there okay. any backstory to Hideki-san deciding to stay on the PGA Tour and not go to Live? Because that's a big win for the tour, by the way. Live, he been the most targeted guy. Live. Listen, let's. Live had to offer him. I would. I would think maybe Rom-like money. I would. I would hundred percent guess that. And yes. I think you know. There's a sense of. Honor and tradition to Hideki and everything that he's Shout out to for, him for doing that. Shout out to the Japanese for valuing competition. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's ingrained in him that it's not all about the money for like sure. these little live shortwear and music playing pansies. Right. Oh, okay. 
But I think it's also on the tour, right? You see with the Zozo Championship yeah. in the fall, like it's on us to kind of help grow the game a little bit in yeah. Japan. And I know they've got a lot of initiatives, but I think in Japan, the access to courses is very difficult. If they're public, if they're private, good luck. Who you do you think? It. Who do you think is a bigger superstar in Japan than Hideki San? Is Otani a bigger star? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. probably. I bet you Ichiro still is. Yeah, because baseball is their favorite sport. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, old school but, about Jumbo Ozaki. Remember him? Jumbo yeah. Ozaki. Yeah. Love Jumbo. I bet you Matsuyama is the most favorite Japanese golfer, even over Aoki and yeah, oh, him for sure. Aoki. I mean, I, listen, the Masters, the win, the, the Masters win for him. Yes. yes, was monumental there. And remember his his caddy taking the flag and yeah. bowing to the golf course on yeah. 18 green yeah. like that and was. And then you got that's cool. and you got Hideki sitting in the airport in his green jacket, right. just holding <laughs> it right. like he's. A teddy bear. He seems oh, like you, you a... You can only imagine the emails and texts from Jared Rice and Matt Rapp. I'm calling both of them out. When Hideki's uh-huh. in the airport with the green jacket, how do we get these guys in the airport carrying the gold man from player? I'm like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here they are waiting on their jet in St. Augustine with the gold man. They're like us. Hideki... Good Lord. Sorry. I had to get off my chest. That's fine. That's fine. Meeting tomorrow about that. <laughs> Probably. Um, Hideki. Uh, anyway, it was great to watch, and he and he was terrific. And he shot he shot the sixty two at a tournament where our guy Tiger. It's just uh, one thing after another. I am happy to 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 make a correction, and that the double cheeseburger meal apparently was not from in after. And out, yeah, that was apparently from earlier in the week. It's a nice story. I you know what you know what struck me with Tiger one is like man, if we can get seventy two holes again, what a win. Hopefully he commits to the Players Championship here in the next couple of weeks. What if what if he can't play TGL? Yeah, I mean he like. Well, hold on. The reason he's, uh, I mean, if I, we we're going to take him at face value that he stepped out because of like an illness, he looked for relatively sure. physically okay to me. Mm-hmm. I watched just, him walk I, in on. See it to believe it. I'll say this: I watched him walk in on Friday, just walk in from the parking lot. I don't know how people can sit there. and Well, say, that was the day he was sick. Yeah. So you may have. He just, he just moves so much slower now. No, yeah. I, there's definitely. There's I a don't, little yeah. bit of a, there's, no, a, there's a gate in that wall. I, I am getting uh, a little bit more, you know, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little cooler yeah. on, on winning again. But I still, I'm not going to give that That's up. That's fine. You yeah. don't have to. I just, because the greats, I all of the greats have done it in their 50s. They've but, done something stupid. But the only one, the only one who had bones mushed was uh, Ben Hogan. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah well, everybody else, did. everybody else didn't have bones mushed. I'm always I'm always curious, and you know, like if he's not Tiger Woods, if he's not trying to make a comeback, is that leg amputated? If you're I don't if you're Jeff Rosser, is it? It might have no. been. I don't. Well, I know you. It might have been at oh, that you time. Mean doctors would have made the decision. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. I hear you. Like, I, I would always like try you to know fight that, for it before. Oh I, yeah. But you're saying from their standpoint, hey, we're gonna have to amputate. Yeah. Give that's how bad it was. Yeah, is I think what he's trying to. And he also had to have the money and the means to to rehab it the way it needed to be rehabbed. I, I give him credit for wanting to play, man. He's oh, yeah. nothing to play yeah. for. This isn't about. He goes through a lot. I don't right? get the sense that he's playing it in case he can win another couple of majors. I no. just get the sense that he wants to compete. He I loves the tour. Ask the question. And I, I, I think the next time we see him as the players, I don't have any inside info, but he's going to want to play again before the Masters. But would he consider playing cognizant, the old Honda, staying in his bed, flat golf course? At this point, it's not a killer field. Every time we see Tiger, it's against like the eighty best guys in the I world. I think he wants know? it that way too. Could he, could I he, mean, he was asking LA, "What would be a good week? Winning would be nice." The guy still goes into a tournament sure. thinking he can win. It's like, he reminds me of me. Every time I tee up, I go. <laughs> I've often from, said that from this way. standpoint. From this yeah. standpoint, yeah. And, and it's and it's about the 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 um uh, ridiculousness of it. It's like every time I go play golf, yeah, I'm going to shoot seventy two today for sure. 
And that's kind of where he is with Tiger. Every time he goes plays, I'm going to win today. Well, that's no, you're that, not. That's why the 84 <laughs> stings so bad. Because you Correct. Come, right. Correct. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That's Spot favorite, on. It's a my damn line. sure absolute. I've got Amanda 100%. Harrington from the tour calling me during this segment, so I have no idea what I well, just could said. We, maybe We've made a, a fact no, you could the be gold a, man no, thing. Maybe, no, you might be in trouble. Maybe he just committed. Pick it up. I didn't, I didn't do it in time. Oh, for love of He didn't he. commit. If he like, committed, yeah. it'd Why be would she Twitter. call him in the middle of his thing? He didn't Text just, me. Why? He didn't, he didn't commit. Fair. Oh, man. Is she listening? Yeah, I think oh, you're. I think so you're in trouble. You didn't do anything wrong except Goldman thing. All you did was might have rubbed him the wrong way. Yeah. Threw your bosses under the under the bus oh, a little good. bit and called yeah. him dumb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the quarter zip mafia, which I'm a proud member of, apparently. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Good lord. Hey, listen. Uh, can you stay for one more segment? Oh, you know. Because oh, wow. we went a little long. We're heavy. That. We need to do our I mean, picks. Can I do a quick little shout out to? Yeah. Southeast Ortho, Doc Murphy. Oh, I mean, I listen. Sure. I, the, the big guy had some wrist injuries. Yeah, it's tough being a former athlete. You know, your yeah, back acts right. up, your wrist, all this stuff. I mean, I text Doc Murphy. He gets me in touch with Doc Gall. They get me in yesterday. Yeah, I, cream of the crop. It was actually real quick before yeah. we go. No, go ahead. I walk into new new restaurant in uh, San Marco, Gemma Fish and Oyster. Uh-huh. I walk in. The manager says, "Hey, Stuart, love listening to you on the radio. Never met the guy in my life." He said, I could tell from your voice that it was you. So wow. I'm just saying, a lot of sponsors coming into the show. Thank you. Maybe I'm part of the success. Maybe. For the segment. Welcome to the family. Just throw your boy a couple bucks. Dang. <laughs> 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 now we get saying. to the crux of it. Take a break. All right, we're back with Stuart Moore as we look ahead now. He's... We've got the, uh, where, where, where are we going? Mexico, Mexico aren't we? Mexico. What do we got in Mexico this week? This is not a major deal, right? This is a... I mean, I'm not. I don't want to disparage any tournament. You win a PGA. It's not tournament, a signature a, event, but I think it's a. You know, it's a good. It's a good event. Sell me on it a little bit, would you, Stuart? <laughs> uh, I think it's important to the growth of the game in Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it kind of took on the tradition of the old Mexico Open, which was a long-standing event. And I mean, candidly, if I can be really open and honest about nice. it, with guys like Abe Anser and others going to the, uh, mm-hmm. the you're starting on four B shotgun format that our friends across the street have, I think it's more important now than ever to, to reignite like okay. the growth of the game in Mexico. I mean, those okay. guys were on. I mean, Abe Anser was on the verge of superstardom to the point where it would have made a lot of sense to take a President's Cup to Mexico City. So now we're starting that back right. up, and this event has been a uh, it's been a good one. Okay. And okay. last year, you know, if you remember last year. I don't. Uh, Can you refresh well, me? It was Tony Finau and, and John Rahm dueling oh, on Sunday. Wow. Um, you know, and Rahm won in 22. Obviously, he's gone now, but still, they've had a couple good winners. So, Do you think that we will um, have another announcement about Liv and the PGA Tour, like, out of the blue like we did last year? Um, or you have no idea? I, I I mean, I would say it'd be, like, do you think one day it'll it be the PGA Tour and PIF, right? The public investment yeah. fund. It won't be the PGA Tour and Live, but right? I mean, uh, you know, reading between the lines, but yeah, I, I would think there's a, a decent chance that's ongoing, right? We correct. still haven't figured correct. this out yet. Is that we correct? Still, we are still talking okay. and negotiating and finalizing the SSG deal. By the way, I learned in house. You know, and again, I'm not just picking on golf. I hate greed in sports. It disgusts me. It's in college football, but I read yesterday it's in NASCAR too. What's that? The boys are the boys. The the NASCAR owners went and hired a lawyer. They they don't like their what NASCAR put in front of them. So you know it's every sport, man. We're all I, I just I don't know where these come. Do these people not live in reality of like in my house on the weekend and who's actually paying a lick of attention to them? Ah. Like with all due respect to yeah. Bryce and all these guys on the golf, no one's watching y'all boys. Yeah, 
I mean, it's not like you're NFL. You're not even NBA, which is terrible, or MLB. They get no numbers. They get 10 times yours. This guy, this guy, what are y'all doing? There's this one guy on Twitter, and I get it. He's a live guy, right? Yeah, sure. He's, he's like the insider guy. Oh, yeah. This guy really well connected. dares to attack the PGA Tour for their ratings numbers. I almost had to tweet back at the cat, but I don't want to get involved. But I was like, he's still, oh, the numbers are down on this particular turn. You have no numbers. Prosser uh, 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 chronicled a week ago how YouTube beat them in a bro and <laughs> live. Yeah, bro, bro. They left a playoff for right. paid programming. Nobody, no, they're a joke. Though everyone, listen, the jig. I don't is, even know when. The I will next, say this. Honestly, yes. the jig is up on the live. Yeah, like even those that support it yeah. and didn't. No, it's 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 an exhibition tour. No one's paying attention. Well, These guys are forgotten. I, I here's the perfect way. You ready for this one? This is I'm not. Ready. This may not seem like a valid point, mm-hmm. but think about how valid it is. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. When's the last time you saw Paulina Gretzky? Me. Yes. Are we including I saw Instagram? Her, I saw her. In okay, the, that didn't count. <laughs> we include the New York Post. Okay. That's, I mean, I see okay. every now and then they'll go, okay. uh, golf star's okay. wife okay. shines at okay. such and such. Okay. Because I used to see her all the damn time when Dustin Johnson was on PGA yeah. Tour. Oh, yeah. I've not seen her one time since they went to live. I'll ask you both a question. Yeah. You probably know the answer. I think, no I think that's that real. Does don't. that make sense, that question I'm yeah. asking? Yeah. I'll ask you this question. Uh-huh. When is the next... Live golf event. I, no, no, no idea. Not on where it is. I don't know when the last one was. I don't yeah, watch it. I know. It's I don't need to watch it. But they have I, good golfers. Yeah, there, but here's but nobody... here, here. Ultimately, it will. Ultimately, people will realize this is like watching preseason NFL football. Correct. It's, it's an exhibition. exhibition golf. That's and right. at the end of the day, just like people don't tune in in December to watch three PGA pros in shorts play three LPGA pros from their tees. Yeah. No one is going to watch this stuff. And every single, quote, competitive golfer who went there, whether they knew it or not, destroyed their legacy. Right. And so enjoy it. Lap it up. And if and if you're about to text in how much you like live, yeah. okay. Yeah, enjoy Good it. for you. Enjoy it. I'm I not was, watching. I will just, I'll say this before we move on to Mexico, yes, hopefully. But it, the, the fun game is seeing the people that make those comments and then clicking on their Twitter profile and seeing they joined Twitter in June of 22. Yeah, I mean, this, is that's a, this fair. is a game of bots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I hear you. I hear closely. you. Whatever. Right. Now, live is a failure. And by the way, the, the Saudis are already starting to sniff a little bit of a scam here. Yeah. They are. Wow. They're already starting to smell and sniff a little bit. Of, well, you're not. This isn't what you told us was going to happen. Right. They thought they'd be on Fox by now. Correct. They thought that yeah. Greg Norman fed him a lot of stuff because he and Mickelson have an axe to grind with a tour, and they hate him, and they'll do anything above above or, be, or, or below board. And Mickelson's big fat mouth with that ugly golf game he has is so distasteful right now. He can't break an egg with a golf, and he just keeps running that big fat mouth of his. Oh, dear. The official what home, a jerk. The official home builder of the PGA Tour is oh. DreamFinders Homes. It's time for our DreamFinders Homes picks. Uh, e, can you update us, please, on who's doing what? <clears throat> Your boy ain't doing too good. I'm holding up. That is, by the way, one man's unfortunately, or two other dudes, very fortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week, uh, I took Rory and uh, Victor Hovland. They yep. got me about 400000 brings okay. my total to about $2.3 million. 2.3, okay. Um, right before me in third place is Mr. Dan Haken, who oh, took boy. Scotty Scheffler and Colin Morikawa. Oh, got about 706000 okay. okay. bringing his total to about two point six. Okay, okay. In third place is Mr. Jeffrey Prosser uh-huh. with his boy Ludwig. And uh, Max Homer <laughs> got about five hundred, yeah, about f- five hundred forty-eight thousand. Okay, bringing his total to three point five. Okay, and the tour 
with uh, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. Should be penalized. It's, he, he got about 1.7 between be the penalized. two of them, bringing his total to 4.6. Okay. All right. Uh, with that said, E, you have the honors. Total fee now. That was a lock. Yeah. All so right, when I- did we start brunch with the Corn Ferry Tour? Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> I see Mr. 59's on here. One of your favorites, Jeff. Who? Which one? Taylor Pendrith. What about the original Mr. 58, <laughs> Steven Yeager? The Yeager bomb's on yeah. here? <laughs> I'm going to go with somebody I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the odds on this one. So I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you to tell me something good. Like, hey, that's not a bad pick, Hick. But I'm going to go with Nikolai Hogard. Hogard played good this yeah. year. He almost yeah. won a tournament. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I like Hoygaard. He'll okay. be a first-timers. Okay. If he wins, I will bring him over. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll tell that, him how he made me wow. some cash money. What a, what a deal. I don't like this at all. You're giving <laughs> his guy a win, and second, you're giving us Nicholas Hoygaard. Nikolai. Same thing. Yeah. There's my point. <laughs> I'm sure I'll introduce him Nikolai and ask him about the 56 he once shot when really it was C. Phillips who did it. This leaves us to uh, Jeff Prosser. Is it my turn? By the way, I'd like to, if before you do, I'd like to throw out a plug for you to take Joseph Bramlett. Joseph Bramlett. Mm. No? Yeah. How about Cristobal del Solar? Is he Mexican? Uh, you no, should know this. I, should I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm trying to see. Maybe they have some extra Mexican dudes in the uh, event. Who won this last year, uh, Stewie? Finau. Here's your long Finau shot. Last year. Jose Antonio Safa. I'm going to go Ooh. Grillo. All right. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Solid pick. Well, thank you, buddy. <sighs> um, that leaves Stewie with two. Can't go with Cantlay and Shoffley. They're choosing to opt out this week. I already know who I'm getting. And last week, every time I had someone, like, targeted, y'all took them, all y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Maverick McNeely. Okay, that's good. I don't have him. Okay. Boy, we're going deep. One more. One more Um, guy I want. I want this guy, and he's, like, completely inconsequential. You would never think I want him, which means that's why he'll take him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Keith Mitchell. Okay, good. Not him. Go dogs. Um, I am going to take. Is it you? Yeah. Isn't it me? Yes. Whew. I'm taking Thomas Dietrich. Okay. Yeah. Darn right I am. I got a 28, a 4, and a 20 in his last three events. Let's go. I'll take Mr. 59 in honor of Steven Jeff Prosser, Taylor Pendrith. Taylor Pendrith. Oh, is he the one from the thing? Yeah, <laughs> that's him. That's said, actually hey, him. Oh, it wasn't me. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I, I, I blame that on Stewie. He gave me bad info. Yeah. <laughs> Just take My the heat. Fault. Uh, e, you're up. I'm going to tell Jaeger bomb. Okay. <laughs> we talked him into it. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. The picks are in. Um, That's Stu- not a great, great no. group. Well, this is, this is, this is not a good field. <laughs> Can I do a little shout-out real quick? <laughs> sure. Shout-out to Mrs. Moore, 19 years of marriage yesterday. Oh, 19. nice. 19 with you? Can you imagine? Oof. Oof. Hey, I can't imagine. I'm doing 29 here in a month. Ugh. Imagine that poor woman. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you got recognized at the Walmart from your voice. Correct, and but and she knew about Mrs. Peace Pie. That's how what a good Guganella she was. If you're listening right now, shout out. All right, it's uh, nine o'clock. Nasty coming Ooh. up. Oh boy, Stuart, thank you. Thank you, boy. That's your Dreamfinders uh, Homes picks for the uh, week. And by the way, for a limited time on Select Move In Ready Homes, Dreamfinders Homes offering an amazing three point nine nine percent interest rate in year one of your mortgage. Go to DreamfindersHomes.com for more details. Um, Et, do you have Bryce Huff's number? No. You couldn't tell with Bryce Huff, man. Dan Higgins should be Bryce Huff's agent. He I'm loves it. Some Bryce yeah, Huff. Bryce Huff, man. Yeah, I'm not even. The guy we need. E. I'll let me. It's happened again, bro. What happened? Remember our boys in that fishing tournament? Oh, hold on, man. We got weights and fish. Y- y'all, y'all remember we got that? Weights and fish. <laughs>
That guy is so, that's like, he's just, I love the emphasis in that dude's voice. Like when he really, oh my God, yeah. we got weights and fish. We got weights and fish, boys. Uh, an, an angler in Kansas has learned that his state record fish has been rescinded. And the reason, not good. After an investigation prompted by a tip, officials from the Kansas Department of Wildlife discovered weights inside the record catch. We got weights and fish. We got them, baby. Bobby Parker submitted for state record consideration a crappie that weighed. A crappie. Not a crappie, however you say it. And I grew up in Tennessee. It was a crappie. Down here, it's a crappie. Whatever. Four pounds, 4.07 pounds on a certified scale. It was confirmed by uh, an assistant director of fisheries. But they started getting some reports that maybe something wasn't on the level. So they took the fish and they put it in the, you know, uh, uh, x-rayed it. And there are two ball bearings in the in his gut. So, oh boy. I mean, did you not learn any lesson from weights and fish guys? I mean, those dudes had to go to jail for Pete's sake. Yeah. Do you not? Th- I mean, first and foremost, this is like, you know what this is like, Hick? What do you got? This was like if I went and golfed this afternoon, I didn't have anyone to play with, and I played by myself, E.T., and then I got to the fourth hole, and I called everyone I knew and told them, I just got a hole-in-one. <laughs> like, if you didn't really get the hole-in-one, does it, does, I mean, does, it, does it feel good? So this cat knows he didn't catch a state record. He shoved two weights in it. Is it worth it? I mean, does it... Make you feel accomplished? Didn't the man try to sell somehow that the fish just must have ate some ball bears on its own? <laughs> By the way, if you like sports, uh, tonight's a great night to go ahead and I get do out like sports, in yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. We got the Gators are in town. They're playing UNF. Mm-hmm. They're starting their phenom freshman, Liam Peterson, on the bump. He didn't get to pitch this weekend, so they're going to get him in some midweek work. Uh, FSU is in town. It's not great news for... They're at UNF. Well, they got to get a win. <laughs> they lost their first game. Uh, FSU's in town. They're, they're taking on JU. So FSU's at JU. Florida's at UNF. So you got two college baseball games. If you love UNF, if you love JU, if you love Florida, if you love Florida State, you got options, right? Um, you also have high school boys basketball. We got playoff time, E. Oh, yeah, we I'm got gonna, all our guys. Yeah. We got we got shout out to Sammy Ritchie with Pontevedra. Shout out to James Collins and Jackson. Shout out to Paxson. Shout out to... Jimmy Martin in Providence. Shout out to KJ and Episcopal. We got NFEI. We got Impact Christian all playing playoff games and boys basketball. So you have a veritable cornucopia of options tonight. E, uh-huh. you are Mr. About Town. I'm curious what you might attend. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Rebo that Jackson. See? I'm going to I told you he's going somewhere. And then Friday, I already That's got a good game right there. I wouldn't mind going to that one myself. Is it at Jackson? Yes, at Jackson. They <laughs> have played, I think, five times this year. So, anyway, some good stuff out there if you want, if you're looking. Not to mention, also today, by the way, I believe there's a lot of high school baseball teams with opening day today. High school baseball. High I school do know that the stars, uh, the so. pamphlet today has given me the high school baseball a preview for the first time in a long time. I won't be searching through to look for one of Hickens' kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. disappointed in that. Yeah, it's sad. And I don't find. I see that the TU, much like they don't cover me, the blue wave. Me on Channel Twelve years ago has put in the blue wave on probation. They, the blue wave. Covered, they don't, they don't cover the blue well, wave, even though they're made up of a bunch of local dang. kids. We are the official station of blue wave baseball. As you know. Yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> I can vouch for that. In in uh, in game correspondent, I've been. Yeah. But anyway, so there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff going on if you're looking to um, 
head out and you just want to go watch something in sports, there's a lot of good stuff. I'm going to offer up a pest of the day, and, and, and I mean, I don't want to talk out both sides of my mouth. This guy's not a pest of the day overall to me, but I, I don't like Rick Pitino doubling <laughs> back and doubling down. Yeah, yeah. Look, if you've got these things to say about your team, say them. Mm-hmm. Rick Pitino has accomplished enough yeah. that he ought not have to throw his kids under the bus to make himself feel better about the job he's doing or the plans that he's drawing up. Okay. You don't need to tell everyone, hey, I'm still good. These guys suck. And that's what it's starting to sound like. The Pest of the Day brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. A veteran and locally owned and operated, you can trust Mission Pest Solutions. Look at the Google reviews. So whether it's a Tyler Terranez, former Navy pilot, whether it's Russell Skinner, that's a cousin of Riley, by the way, longtime Jacksonville guys who are doing it better than everyone else. And you are going to love the customer service. When you call 944-PEST, you'll talk to the owners. Mm-hmm. It's Mission Pest Solutions. In case you missed it, after Sunday's game, uh, the St. John's coach did not hold back. He questioned his players' toughness. He mentioned by name those that have athletic shortcomings. Our lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. We are so non-athletic. We can't guard anybody without fouling. And then he points out specific players and what they've done wrong. I would think that after, as experienced as Patino is, Dan, I would think after reflecting on it and going home and kettling down, he'd say, "Ah, you know, I probably shouldn't have called little Jimmy out by name. That's probably not fair. Any of the, and my point in now today making him pest, and I'm a Patino fan like you, save one Misguided night in the Italian restaurant. Misguided. I, you know, I, I think Rick Patino has been, a, you know, a, Nobody's a, perfect. a great force in the game. Um, But I, I'm get, I'm making him pass today after the double down. Because he said this yesterday. Insisted he, quote, truly wasn't ripping anybody. Wait, what? If you say you're the most unhappy you've ever been as a coach, when you say that your team is both non-tough, with no lateral quickness, when you call people out by name, you are actually, quote, truly ripping somebody. I was pointing out exactly in a monotone voice why we lost. Mm-hmm. I'm not always calm and certainly not when I rip someone. I was not ripping anybody. Buddy, I can whisper you the foulest name in the world and you're going to take it as the foulest name in the world. no. no. I sometimes want my players to hear my words and read my words. That was my intention Sunday. Yeah, I don't think you need to throw them under the bus to every New Yorker, right? Go right. go back to the locker room. And if they're that unathletic, this just comes across as Rick Pitino making excuses why Rick Pitino's having a bad year. And I, he's above that. He doesn't need to do that. Right. So, again, it's with minor because it's overall a guy I like. Pest of the day, though, is Rick Pitino. Brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. With By the way, an aside to Texas Commerce and Incarnate Word, mm-hmm. you jokers should be shut down for the year. Southland Conference should do the right thing and, and maybe even look into whether or not we're going to let you play next year. Because what happened there? A little girl in the crowd was injured. Yeah. Other people injured. You jackasses aren't worth the price of admission. So go play at the outdoor court if you want to brawl. This is ridiculously weak. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. got into a full-blown minute brawl in front of, like, 18 people in the gym. And it's just like, somebody give these dudes a mirror. There is a, um, yeah, that was that was pitiful. There is a way-too-early top 25 out. Um, for football? For college football. And I talked about it earlier this morning in, from a Florida perspective. And the only Florida perspective of the way-too-early top 25 are the former Gators now on top 25 teams. You won't find Florida in the top 25, um, unfortunately. And... You will find Georgia uh, coming off another great year at one, and Ohio State at two, and Oregon at three. As Dan Lanning 
maybe maybe the biggest win for Oregon is Dan Lanning deciding to stay and not go to Alabama. I don't know if he was offered. I'm just saying he he's there. He's got Dylan Gabriel to play quarterback, um, so it'll be interesting. They do play at Michigan. They get Ohio State and Washington at home, so some good games. Uh, Texas has a real opportunity there. Number four, they return their quarterback. They've got a lot of talent. Um, they added uh, they added Lamborghini Isaiah from Alabama, uh, the receiver. The dude's uh, name is Lamborghini Isaiah? His name is Isaiah Bond. He got a Lamborghini to go to oh, Texas. Oh, 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 yeah, I know Isaiah Bond. I call, I was him, like, okay. I call him Lamborghini Ooh, Isaiah. He's one how did I miss him last year? State of Florida guy. Yeah, yeah. I always want to put that, commit. I want to put that. That's why I know him. I want to put that kid at Trinity. Every time I see Isaiah Bond, I want to think he's a Trinity. Which uh, the, the one surprise to me, like that, this team is fifth. And I'll bounce it off you, Notre Dame. I yeah, I'm surprised they're fifth. They got they got Riley Leonard, but, but he's not as good as the guy that they got from Wake. I don't know. He's but, not. Well, not uh, not coming from that conference. Yeah, and he did play for Duke. Yeah, he played for Wake. I don't know. Interesting. But uh, I, I don't see them as five. Ole Miss has a chance. They're six. Yeah, Missouri, they're... seven. You know, uh, Penn State, maybe they break through. Alabama's down to nine. You hit the three that are most likely to not be in the top ten yeah. at the end. You hit them right in a row. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss and Texas and, and Missouri, please, Ole Miss, bro. Ole Miss had a great year. They Ole Miss will find a way. I, listen, it's a Calvin Truck Accessories Tuesday, so the Patriarch can yeah. turn down the radio. Ole Miss, when it has to win, will not win. Well. They don't. They're not winning the SEC. They're not going through the SEC. They're not going to be five in the country. Not happening. Do you think Ole Miss is going to make the 12-team playoff? Well, they got to play. The, they got to deal with the mighty Gators. What is Ole Miss's schedule? Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. If they have an easier schedule, they could get uh, that 12-team playoff is a game changer. One and zero against Furman. Okay, Furman. Go, go down. Tennessee. They got Tennessee. Yeah. At Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Oh, Middle Tennessee. Yeah, they've okay. got Wake Forest. They no. got Georgia Southern. Okay, there's four. They're going. They got Kentucky at home. Mm, that's probably a win. They got South Carolina. That's probably a win. They got LSU and Baton Rouge. Nah, that's a hard one. They got Oklahoma at home. That's a hard one. They got at Arkansas. Mm. They got Georgia at home. Okay. They come to Florida and they got Mississippi State. Yeah, that's it's it's more favorable it's than some of the SEC powers. Yes, it's definitely. But doable. Missouri's another one. What does their schedule look their like? Schedule we read it right. Easy. See, that's that's somehow we've added all these teams. We How is it all. possible that yeah. that some teams have hard and some have easy? Nah, Here's a problem. Be. They all should be the same. They should. You know what they should really do? Mm-hmm. They should they should do like the NFL mm-hmm. and the schedule should correspond to where you are right now. You mm-hmm. shouldn't make a schedule six years out. Yeah. Like this year, the good ones should be playing the good. Yep. Stack them based on how they did and let Florida play the, the lower teams and let the higher ones play the higher. Uh, Utah's 10th. Uh, they get Cam Rising back, I guess. He's back huh. for another year, so he'll give it a go. Arizona's 11. LSU is 12. Arizona's got to change coaches. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, they got a lot of guys back, though. They all decide to come back, so that's kind of cool. LSU is 12. Um, Where is Arizona? Big 12 now? Yes. Uh, Michigan is down to 13. A lot of change there, and, and I think Michigan is—they're going to come back to the pack. Yeah. They had a—they had a difference-making coach, and when they leave, it's not the same. Oklahoma's fourteen, FSU is fifteen. Yeah, what I saw say that. You? I'm uh, listen. I'm I look. It's taken a year and a half, but Mike Norvell is new players. He's earned the benefit the of the doubt. Fifteen new players in the portal. Five from Alabama alone. Yeah, they did not. It's not like they got the A team from Bama. I mean, you know, a lot of times what you're getting out of the portal are kids that have not gotten the opportunity they hope they got in their new place. Sometimes that means they are still really good. Tennessee is 16. Okie State is 17. I don't understand. Like, 
Clemson is 19. Where did Tennessee end up this year? Were they ranked and good? I mean, it's hard for me in Tennessee because all I ever think Tennessee of is Florida nine beats nine them. and four, and we're just okay. So yeah, they got some good guys back, and they got the young quarterback. Who yeah, played the, pretty the, well in the bowl. My, game. You know, my my Texas buddy, who I'll be mm-hmm. seeing here in a couple weeks again, um, it, Tennessee grad. Mm-hmm. He wanted that guy all year long. All yeah, year long. They all did. Yeah, I just don't yeah. want Milton. What are we no. doing? And no. so now we'll find out. And it'll give us another fun name to have to somehow learn how to pronounce. Uh, the Gators play 23, 24, and 25. That's A&M, Miami, and Kentucky. And they got to find ways to win those games. Dude, I they mean, play. And then they play. I did this the other day. They play play like eight of the 12. Oh, yeah. I gave them Missouri by mistake because I was thinking old SEC East. But they play Ole Miss. They play Georgia. They play Texas. Oh, yeah. They're all in there. Oh, yeah. They play FSU. They're in there. We're already oh, yeah. up to seven. There's another one in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. They play Miami. Them. Oh, you said them at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. It'll be uh, – but, again, that's your way too early top 25. But – and, and does it matter? Not a whole lot. But, again, it, as far as Florida's concerned, the only ink they get are the former Gators who are now playing in the top 25 with different teams. One more thing before we head to break. I, Micah Parsons had some interesting comments the other day. And, you know, um, ESPN guys called him soft and sensitive. And Micah told Jerry Jones, we need another linebacker. We need a big body on the interior defensive line. He He took some shots at one of his teammates because – one of the buzz things out of Dallas was that they were tired at the end of the year, and that's why they lost the playoff game. And Mike was like, I would never say we're tired if you're not. Who rejected. said that? Demarcus Lawrence said they had tired legs and Good stuff. Good grief. Dude. If you're not, if you're not, um, Mar- uh, uh, Micah Parsons' point was if you're not revved up and ready to go in the playoffs, then you're not ready. But Micah Parsons, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is not fared well in the postseason games either as far as his individual stats yes i believe he only got like one sack or something in four games. i'm not positive though but anyway um the cowboys are Micah parsons is a great player i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know quibble with him but that's um, a team that is definitely at the crossroads there, there is no crossroads that's yeah. a team that ain't winning as they're constructed you can't keep bringing back these same dudes well, and think they're gonna give you different results he said Dak gonna, ain't enough uh, Dak goes away bro yeah Dak has Dak's Dak ain't a winner yeah, Dak- it's been a long time. I wouldn't have said that right out of the gates. He's too, too, too long now. He had too many try. Good teams they've had. Top seeds at times. To me, Dak Prescott is Tony Romo, and they're same losing exact, same exact thing. Yeah, yeah, and they're losing home games in the postseason. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I have a great one here. This is like sometimes we get the best stories. I hope this is true and not made up. Okay, you ready for this one? Sure. Why not? Weights and fish. Weights and fish. My uncle was out fishing with the boys, and one of their wedding rings slipped off and fell in the water. When they got back to fillet the fish, they caught the fish. They caught. They found the ring in one of the fish. We got weights and fish. That's Which, pretty legit. That makes sense because it goes. You know, it's just like a fishing lure you would use, and so Saw that it, gold. It. Yeah, the gold ring was probably. He thought it was a ate it. Can you imagine losing your wedding ring and then cleaning the fish and finding it? Yeah, that's that that you run immediately and play a lotto ticket, don't you? Immediately. Let's come back in. What are we doing today? Trending, advice, headlines, trend. Mm. All right. We'll do that and more. It's Catlin Truck Accessories. All the I've been tattled told on to Catlin Truck Accessories in my belief, in my disbelief that Ole Miss is going to win it all, but that's how it goes sometimes. This is the drill. Well, I mean, it's with a good for you high five. Yeah, I bring you the following news. One of our old friends from the Guns and Hoses, a Hall of Fame boxer herself, Debbie Armstrong Avery. Oh, Miss Debbie. Yeah, I've just gotten a text from... Athlete, uh, great athlete. Yeah, i just got a text from her husband. Oh, boy. Um, 
the uh, Guns and Fa- uh, Hoses Hall of Famer, Hall like of ourselves. Famer. Yeah, yeah. For JFRD, just ace number eight at Blue Sky. So a hole in one 15 minutes ago. So add wow. Debbie Armstrong Avery Deb. to the list of prolific golfers who have done what I've yet to accomplish, which is get a hole in one. It's amazing that you don't have a hole in one. <sighs> I came close again the other day. I'll show you the picture. It's like four inches. Oh. oh. I know, man. You got to oh. feel like it's going to happen. I, I'm just kind of. Yeah. It'll be a day of celebration when it finally does. Yeah, we got. Speaking of golf, we have some tickets to hand out to players. What practice round is it? E? Uh, we got two tickets to Tuesday's practice round. All right, and it's military appreciation concert for the players' championship oh. plus a twenty-five dollar uh, bonus gift card. You don't have to answer any questions. Just be kind, courteous, and correct. At six four one ten ten, we'll open up the phone lines right now. You'll get to you in just a second. First, he has to do what's trending, um, and we'll start with. Uh, I've got a tough question about the culture. Number five, culture. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Represented yep. at the uh, Daytona 500 yesterday. Yep, yep. But I got to turn to E for some, I don't know, it's not a Trading brought to you by Pet Paradise. They welcome all cultures. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And all, <laughs> and all canines. E, what does this mean in, in, in sport? Okay. Oh, that's Dame time. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you what Dame time is right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Dame time is hooking up with uh, Glorilla. <laughs> no, he's not. The rapper. No, he's not. What do you what mean, happened? no, he's not? What happened? Dame time is deed up his uh, longtime sweetie, <laughs> with which he shares three kids. And uh, Dame time, uh, <laughs> I guess Glorilla is taking pictures with Dame time and expressing an interest in, uh, well. Yeah, yeah, she shot her shot. She said, and I quote, Uh-huh. Whoever she is can't whoop me, so, <laughs> so I, I really care. DGAF. Oh gosh, yeah. it's from Glorilla. Is Glorilla a great rapper? Is she well known rapper? Yeah, she's. she's I won't say she's is a it, great rapper. Is it Glorilla? No, Glorilla. Yeah, oh, Glorilla. Like she glows. She's a Memphis rapper. Yes, Memphis yeah. rapper. Yeah, Glorilla. Uh, social media users uh, reacted to Glorilla's message with some attention to Lillard's divorce from his wife Kayla, his college sweetie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They recently split up. Yeah. Irreconcilable differences. That means Dame time is up, as has some say. time with the ladies. Apparently, I don't guess you can be deed up if you're not married, though. We're just saying Splitsville. No, oh, I think they were married. Oh, I said I they were say girlfriend. You said long time girlfriend. Yeah, they were, they were married. Oh, uh-huh. I feel like I had, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Lilla's divorced from Messed his wife again. Kayla. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Glorilla's hanging out at All Star Weekend, and she has put those dirty eyes on Dame time. Uh huh. Uh huh. And has dressed provocatively. Uh, you have a picture of Glorilla? I can show you a little, a couple ones. Okay. <laughs> Here's Glorilla full body. Glorilla's cute. All right. And then we got Glorilla with Dame Time. I was a fan of the orange hair, but. Flashing the. the, the Glorilla looks like she can kind of bring it. You know Glor- what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah, Glor- yeah. Glorilla has a lot of the, uh, what do we call that? Drippy? The, uh, the, 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 the diamond crusted necklace, rings, watches, uh-huh. that type of stuff. She's icy. Icy. She yeah. is icy. Yeah, she icy. She icy. Um, Dame time had a good weekend, so I don't know if Glorilla was a part of that or not, but <laughs> he damn sure won the three-point and the MVP, so maybe he's relaxed. I don't know. I'm just letting you know that uh, Dame time is going through a tough time in his life. Probably the hardest transition in my life, all things considered, is what Dame time said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame time shares three children with the ex, but uh, yeah. So I needed uh, E. Any comments on that? That's Kaylee, Callie, and Damian Jr. Yep, yep, yeah. Glow. She shot her shot. Normally, you know, the women don't don't do that as openly as Glorilla did. Uh huh. But she said, you know, she, she IDGAF. Yeah. You know, 
You do what you do, baby girl. It kind of went when Dame Time. Yeah. Okay, I see why Dame Time's getting deed up. All right. <laughs> Dame's fault or hers? Uh, it's well, it's his. He's got three kids with her. He made the decision. To no, marry you her, see but... why he's getting deed up. What does that mean? Yeah, what is girlfriend he's showing himself off with? That's his wife. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that other Glorilla is the girlfriend. Yeah, Glorilla is the girlfriend. That's so bad. I can't I, believe you said that. I mean, <laughs> so not you. You said that's way out of character for you. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to explain what happened. I can't believe you, Daniel. That's something I would say. <laughs> and then you would come over and you would call. Speak. Uh-huh. You should be ashamed yeah, of yourself, yeah, yeah. sweet lady. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very sweet. They've been off the chains lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel Number me on that, four. E? Yeah, I feel yeah. you. Right? Number that's, four. That's a, by the way, that's a compliment. I feel, somehow I look like, like I've insulted uh-huh, him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the NYPD faces backlash for having a dance team uh-huh. following their uh, t- uh, uh, a televised performance. They had a dance team on a televised performance. Who is this? The NYPD. Oh, yeah, not- I saw them. They did not also uh, actually wow us. Why no, does the NYPD have a dance team, bro? It didn't look very good, he is. What right, are they doing? Right, right, right. Uh, mm. But why do you have a dance team? <laughs> Nor again, I, I got to say again, if I'm going to just stay down my path, they didn't look that attractive either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. And the dance team should. Yeah. <laughs> no one knew the, the, the gist of the last comment. No one knew. Well, I don't care. Daniel, um, Daniel the Menace. <laughs> e. Justin Fields has unfollowed the Bears on Instagram yeah, and has followed B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. Let's go. <laughs> if you're a Falcons fan, you take it right now running. Let's go. Yeah. Do you give up the – no, you – if you're the Falcons, do you give up that number eight pick or no? I don't think you have to. Okay, I, I don't want to. I try not to. Yeah, I try not to, too. I don't think you need to. I'd rather give up a yeah, second round, second, third, third rounder and a player. Yeah. What player do you want? Yeah, hey, I have them all. We're no good. I don't know if y'all know that. They <laughs> fit right in on your squad. You're as bad as we are. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, you know, and here's what happens, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, you know who I feel for in all this? Honestly, I mean this. Some things are so repetitive that you're just forced to realize that I, I don't know what all, you know, karmic forces in play here. Quarterbacks can't play well in Chicago. Never have. Ever. What is the number? They never had like a... What 4,000 is, yards? Four, is it four or is it three? It's not three, right? I don't think it's three. They never had like a 4,000-yard pass. They've never had a 30-touchdown pass. Yeah, they, all these bunch. different yeah, things crazy. they've never had. And they keep drafting them high. Listen to me. Fields, Trubisky... Cutler, all top half of the first round picks. I mean, they, they, they did have Sid Luckman. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, a while ago. Pretty doggone good. Number ago. three. Jeffrey, I thought about you during this story. Oh, okay. What is the... We'll see then. Jeffrey, do you have a Stanley Cup? Do I have one? Yeah, not the the, the, the actual no. cup, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, no. Huh? Okay, well... I mean, I've seen one before. But... They, these, I don't know what it is, but they're so popular all of a sudden. Everybody... Are you talking about a Stanley, like a Yeti kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, like the Yeti cup. Okay, I thought you meant like the NHL Stanley <laughs> Cup. Did I have a replica? <laughs> no. I know what you're talking about. But no, I have... I have, Listen, they're not all... It used to, Yeti had it cornered. Yeti the one who started it. Yeah, Yeti had it cornered. But now... You, and by the way, good for Yeti. You call every one of these things a Yeti. Absolutely. Like, you don't look at it and say, I've got a uh, piranha. Here. I've got well, a Pirati. I've got a Yeti. But right? now, now they'll say a Stanley Cup. Those okay. things are popular right now. Do they, are they shaped like the NHL Stanley Cup? No. They should be. Like they a missed, regular cup. An, an and, and you know what? It might. Well, no. I don't think All right. it is. Well, what's the deal with them? Well, a woman was recently arrested. She's lost her mind, man. She had about $2,500 worth of Stanley Cups in her car. Like, stole them? Just stolen. 
But these things are just extremely popular. Like how all of a sudden these things just got so big? Cause yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard of them yet. Uh, to me, I, it's too. They're too late to be big to me. Uh -huh. Because now, when, when I get one of these cups, and if they're I go in, the it, it's the cheapest. It ain't the Yeti. They're all <laughs> right. the same, right? They are, and they Sun Mountain too. or whatever the hell you want to <laughs> sell me for $7.99 instead of $19.99, I'm buying. Right. And by the way, these also have become, you don't, no one has to buy these anymore. You pick up like oh. three or four of these things a year. Absolutely. Somewhere, somehow. In a, in a gift bag. That's right. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Number two. Lil Wayne is in the news. He's making his petition. He wants yeah. to. Yeah. Wheezy wants to. Uh, uh -huh. He wants to host the halftime show. He wants to perform the halftime show in in New Orleans. He's not good. Is he good enough anymore? Is, well, is, is he still performing or no? No. Well, he still performs, but obviously, you know, he'll perform all his old hits. Okay. And the man got hits on top of hits yeah, on that's top of for hits. Sure. But he just looks so crazy right now. Well, you can. One thing about Lil Wayne, if he's in New Orleans, you can HMU if you want to burn. Hundred <laughs> percent on that, right? Is that or, correct? Or it'll be H. Didn't, didn't he he quit some of his drugs, didn't he? Wanted the lean, the lean. Okay. Well, that's what sure. he said. He don't right. right. look like it. Yeah, all right. All right. Number the one. Number Time one to understand topic. that Lil Wayne hates weed. Okay. <laughs> no, he don't hate right. weed. Okay. <laughs> and the number one trending topic. Will wow. he do the Kool-Aid song if he does it? Absolutely. No, he ain't doing no Kool-Aid song. And weed. <laughs> all I want, all I want is weed. <laughs> I nailed that one years ago. That's a holiday classic now. Uh, we, we played it this past holiday. Yeah, of course. And we, the number one trending topic yesterday after I got off from my duties here at 1010XL, I hopped on 95, yes. went south, and I represented for the culture at the Daytona 500 where William Byron took home first place. I'm surprised, Dan. I said this earlier, and it's kind of my, my thoughts on Daytona and NASCAR as I watch it, and it's ebbs and flows through the years that we've been covering it and paying attention, is that I guess what I miss are the stars and the villains. I don't feel like there are superstars in NASCAR, and I don't feel like there are real... No, well, in the old days, after that wreck with uh, 10 laps to go, the boys, fight. somebody would have got out and yeah. swung at yeah. one of those Hendrick yeah. guys for causing the wreck. And I know that Hamlin and Chastain, to a degree, some people look at as villainous, but buddy, that ain't that ain't Earnhardt. That ain't Tony mm -hmm. Stewart. Trust mm -hmm. me. And, like, if William Byron can't be a star, who can be? He won six times last year. He drives a famous car, the number 24, Jeff Gordon's old car. He drives a for a famous team, Hendrick Motorsports, their 14th. He won six times last year. If there, if there was star formation on NASCAR, wouldn't William Byron be the star? And, and throw in, by the way, an incredible backstory. He came up through iRacing. He raced on simulators before he ever won a real race I, I don't if he can't be a star then NASCAR can't produce stars anymore E I've got another uh, we're done and that's what's trending and well done but as we head to break I uh -huh. want you to make the three foot walk come on in here as I give you more proof about the uh, tattoo theory shining through in its in its very best um, this inmate uh, I'm not even going to tell you what this inmate did or who this inmate identifies as but this is a poor decision and and these tats are costing this inmate uh, uh, life in jail and then some. So, well, yeah. he probably got those tats in jail. No, no, no. That's yeah. not true. What that no. Your lady looks like. She looks like the poor slob in college that passed out drunk at 845 like in the room. And the room yeah. got after him with the Sharpies. <laughs> that's what that looks like. All right, that's what's training. It's brought to you by Pet Paradise. Trust Pet Paradise, gang, for all your pet service uh, providing needs. Um, you, you've got overnight boarding, you've got long-term boarding, you've got day camp, you got grooming, you got, they got 
uh, veterinary care with a New Day Veterinary Care. Listen, don't fall for the imitators. I see them out there ever trying, trying to tell you that they do what Pet Paradise has been doing for years. No, you trust the innovator themselves, a local company here that has spread its wings all over the southeast. So when you go out of town, uh, do a little research, you might be able to take um, Fido with you and then put him up for a day or two. So anyway, it's Pet Paradise and PetParadise.com. Back to introduce you to Jaguars today next. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Clock is ticking. Tony's here. Oh, Jags today is brimming with excitement here on a Super Tuesday, my friend. What do you got cooking? <laughs> Good morning. You can call it excitement if oh, you want. Oh, heck yeah. uh, We got our uh, Tuesday top five uh-huh. that we've gotten oh, started here five. in the last couple of weeks. I saw last night it came out. Yeah. We got to so, jump on it. So we're asking listeners today, and we'll present our own, who are the top five worst free agent signings in Jacksonville Jaguars history. It's funny Watching the responses because we Demps did put it out there on on X yesterday. Okay, right to give people the head start on putting together whatever their list is going to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the responses that we've gotten, I haven't seen a name yet that I'm like that's unreasonable. Okay, right? like I haven't seen right, one right, name right. yet where I'm like, are you kidding me? No, there hadn't been any of that. Like the options, you know, our cups overfloweth with you know bad free agent signings that right. the Jaguars have made, and so. We'll have some fun with it today with our own top fives. All right. Well, good. We'll have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Mike and Tony are getting ready for Jaguars today. Our work apparently here is through. That's what they tell us. Mm-hmm. Another day, another dollar. We will see you manana. It's been a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on The Drill.